Welcome back to another Scurry in the Scrub podcast. Fourth uh, of July weekend special. Hope you guys are all safe and enjoying the time with family and friends, but most importantly safe because people blow themselves up these days. It's really weird. I don't get the fetish, but plosives are fun. Um, so yeah, today we got a special episode. Obviously, my man Jordan Scurry, co-host, uh, title title man of the pod. He's the, he's the A-lister on the B-lister. Um, I'm Matt DeMarinas, and then our special guest today is uh, former Creighton sharpshooter Mitchell Ballack. Happy birthday, Mitchell. Number, yep, thank you. Number 25, right? 25. I'm getting old. So it's, your, century. it's your Steve Kerr, Robert Ory, Creighton, Kyle Corver year. So you got to hit. You gotta hit some big threes this year. This is Craig Kyle Corver year. year. Ooh, oh, I, like I should have wore I should have wore the twenty five Corver jersey for the pod today. You have a twenty five Corver jersey? I haven't I have seen the, one of those. In I the- have the practice jersey. I actually I, I snagged the practice jersey in the weekend he came back. Okay, uh, that's it's it's in it's in my big box of Creighton stuff still in the basement. Okay, we'll cut this big part box. Of the he really means it's framed on the wall in the basement. Yeah, that's what I really should do. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Signed, framed as a picture of the side. Peyton's gonna come for that if they hear this. So I'm gonna end this part out. No, um, I wore it to Ma- I wore it to Max Lakehouse on my senior year, and he was like, "How did you get this?" And I was just like, "Don't worry about it, man. Just let me have it." <laughs> He's like, "Wait a second. Where did you Where did you take that from?" Yeah, yeah. No. He, he shows up on Monday. The glass case is broken. She's like, "Skr." Well, how do me? How to get out of there with my uh, with what I deserved? I think that that's that's what I'm chalk it up to. For sure. So, Mitch, either you're going to hit like 300 or 400 threes this year because that's what Creighton Kyle Corver did, or you're going to hit some big ones in the NBA Finals. So, no, nice. You're ready I'll for something. The, uh, you know? I'll take the NBA Finals ones if, if if we're picking here. He's like plays five games all year, and two of them are game winners in the finals. It's like, damn, Mitch, way to maximize. <laughs> yeah, maximized opportunity, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, actually, if you are longtime listeners of the pod, day oneers, uh, you know why Mitch is back because Mitch said he needs to come on every July second for his birthday. That's what he like started that. So I I didn't remember that, but I was going back and listening to old. You know how basketball players you like watch film of yourself to get better. That's what like yep. that's what that's what podcasters do. You go back, you listen, take notes. It's like it's actually a thing. You're supposed to do that. Um, so I was yeah, doing okay. that and I was listening to the episode we we did with you, and you you wrapped it up by saying, "Hey." Every July second, you guys need to have me on, it, and then we're like, "Well, it's like my birthday pod." And I was like, "Oh, all right." And then I just remembered it randomly. Um, what did I text you guys Saturday? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. I was like, "Hey, t- <laughs> hey, uh, tomorrow's July 2nd. And You're like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Well, it's it's Mitch's <laughs> birthday pod." We had. I was scared. I was scared when you when you I'm texted me it's July second. I was like, "What did I miss?" I was like, "Oh right. no." Oh, it was, I, I thought it was Matt's like mom's birthday or something. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I knew it was your birthday, Mitch. I have your birthday on my phone, but I was just like, "Oh no!" Like, what did I miss? Matt was trying to scare the yeah. daylights out of me. Scare got scared, Mitch. You didn't I even. Did. I didn't even think you knew. You you probably forgot your own birthday because you were like, "Yeah, tomorrow." Yeah, it is. I was like, "It's your birthday." He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, it is." And I was like, "Well, we had a recorded pod." <laughs> I think I reminded Mitch of his own birthday. No, he definitely. You started it. You brought it to my attention. Just been hectic. All the days are running together right now. It has uh, been hectic because I'm glad we're able to get on the pod. Yeah, for sure. It's always good chopping it up. But you also something else happened this summer that's pretty big. I don't know. 
you know, life event. I think it counts as a life event. Getting married. Does that count as a life, life event? event? Life yeah. event. Yeah. Got married. Uh, shoot. A month ago. Yeah. How was I'm the month, wedding? I'm a, I'm a month in. Uh, the wedding was good. It was uh, pretty close little deal. Bailey and I, um, we had a good crew. Uh, it was at her, her grandparents have a spot up in north of Minneapolis quite a ways. Um, so we did it up at the lake and had just kind of a week, week long celebration. Our families were all together for three, four days. So kind of everything we wanted, we, we wanted all of our, uh, relatives to be like, to stay together and kind of get to know each other. So mm-hmm. it was good. All, all the kids, we have like 11 nieces and nephews combined. So they were all running mm-hmm. around the lake and just having a blast. They were in the water at seven in the morning, every morning. And it was just, it was a good time. We had a blast. So awesome. It's kind of everything that, we could ask for. That's good, man. I'd be happy to hear it. Is married life any different than uh dating life and engaged life? Like, is it like preseason camp exhibition games? And then it's like regular season or like, what's it? Is it? <laughs> I love this. I love this. It's great. <laughs> it's like, Are you the, like, do you like put the ring on? Like and the, then all of a sudden it was like game mode. Did you like get a different mentality about it? You're like, all right, now I got to be a husband now. Like, let's go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Start I mean, cooking. It, just started cooking out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. You're like, whoa, what? Where did that come from? bitch? It kind of, it kind of ter- goes a little Miami heat vibe, you know, Okay. AC, you know, play in, and then you just start hooping, you know, yeah. everything starts yeah. coming together. So I love it. Little little vibe like that, but no, not different. No, it's pretty, not different. Pretty regular. It it just yeah. depends. Like we don't really like at the end of the day, the title was the only thing we we're really missing, just because mm-hmm. we've been together for like five years. So you just needed that ring. Um, That's what you were just ring chasing. Yeah, I was just chasing yeah. the ring. You know, I was chasing the ring. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't chasing the ring. Hers happened organically. So that was ah, nice. Yeah. But but I was chasing it for sure. <laughs> How'd you guys meet? Tell the story. Uh, she's just one of my friends at Creighton. Don't t- tell the truth. You broke Come the rule. Now. You this broke the pod- rule. Tell the truth, bitch. This is a podcast. This is not. Here, this I want, is- Jordan might tell a little better than me because he knew her before me. Okay, yeah, I did. Okay, this Jordan. is true. This is true. Bailey was actually my English. There's Mitch. There's Mitch passing year. up. There's Mitch passing up a uh, open rhythm three too. By the way, how'd you meet your fiance? Let Jordan. Tell one, the more, story. one more. One more. One more. One more. One more. One more. I got it. But yeah, no, she was. Mitch broke the the golden rule that we don't date tutors. Mm-hmm. Um, and my <laughs> freshman year, I don't know if she was ever your tutor. That's why it actually kind of makes sense. You guys were just like always in the same vicinity, and so you probably were just like, oh really cool obviously really smart so maybe it makes sense that way but yeah she was my tutor freshman year really awesome helped me like through a lot of classes and helped me actually understand Creighton and how the academics work uh but then yeah you know little freshman Mitch came in my sophomore year uh and stole my tutor so Hmm. (laughs) and now they're married so I'm glad it was worth it though like if you guys didn't if you stole my tutor and didn't get married I would be very upset. Like I would be like, you did that all for nothing. So I'm glad you went the full. <laughs> you just took it. You took it to the bank, man. I'm took it I'm seriously happy for you. <laughs> I, de- I definitely took it to the bank. That's for sure. Uh, so, uh, but no. no well, my, well, my question is: once you started dating, did she cease to become like? Was there a conflict of interest then with the tutor? Like, she could she not tutor the guys anymore? Was it? One or the other? Uh, she had no, to choose she, Mitch or it the. Was, it, it was de- it was definitely a conflict. Uh, con- of interest but um yeah. uh just for me like jim basically <laughs> said hey, 
hey, we're good with it, but you obviously, obviously, you guys can't work together. And I said, yeah, that's fair. So yeah, was it was it scandalous when you guys went public? Was it like, did you have to have sit down with uh, like Brace and Jim and? No, I just made it hot. It was just me. It was just me walking just... around campus, being like, "Mitch is dating a tutor, man." Like that was just me. It was always just me. Honestly, just honestly, everybody. honestly, it didn't really make sense. I bet like the students when we were there. Um, they were all like, "What? How? Why are those two together? Like, it doesn't mm. doesn't really make sense." And to this day, it probably still doesn't make sense. But in, at the same time, um, I don't know. We're kind of like the same person. We have the same interests, so it, it works out well. Uh, so, but at the same time, we we talked to Jim, and I was like, "Hey, we don't want to hide this, you know." Uh, mm-hmm. But this is the situation. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm happy for you guys, but." You can't work together. And I said, that's fair. That's fair trade off. You know, it is what it is. But like the people, honestly, it was a bigger deal for like when I would introduce people, like people around Omaha, you know, like, oh, how'd you guys meet? And I'm like, uh, well, she's my tutor. Uh, and then they eat that up. They start laughing at me. And I'm like, no, 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 it wasn't like that. It was not like it wasn't that. Wasn't like that. Like, so, you're like, oh, okay. I get it. It was not like eligibility. That. Yeah. She was, she was probably one of the, I, no, I was probably one of the only guys on the team that she didn't help. So really, I was okay. like, so yeah, you stayed clean then. All right, that's good. I st- I, but, I stayed clean. I stayed. Clean. We don't need we don't need the FBI coming back into Omaha. You know, talking about like, oh wait, how many? What what did Mitch do in his career? What do we have to? <laughs> what look are they doing with tutors? What are they doing with tutors out here? Yeah, Hold it was weird. How many of these? First semester freshman year, his GPA was a two point five, and then second semester <laughs> and the rest of the year is three point five. What's going on here? Hey, wow, he got he really got serious about school. Yeah, he locked yeah. in. He did. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I'm happy for you guys. Bailey's good. Um, good for you. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. Um, she does. She she keeps me in check. Yeah. So get Everybody us caught up on. Support. Yeah, that's true. You have to do you have to do some work here. You know, you're married now. It's a team. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, she's not just carrying the dead weight around anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get caught up though on uh, on the hoop side of things. What's going on with you? What do people know right now. I, right now, I'm just in between jobs, man. I'm um, back home in Omaha. <laughs> so the Hoopers like everyone's like off season. There is no off season, or whatever. And you're just like you talk. You talk about it differently. I love it. And you're just like, yeah, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of in between jobs right now. Might just, not in, hoop again. just in between jobs, you know. Just wait for a phone call. I say I got one, or yeah. if I don't have one. Um, but yeah, I'm waiting on that. Uh, hopefully, in the next couple weeks, I figure something out and get a deal somewhere and and head back over the waters. But right now, I'm just working out and enjoying the married life. That's about it. Nice beard's looking good too. I don't know if everyone's gonna see that, but beard's very full. It's crazy, it's it probably as full as it's honestly, ever been. Honestly, you're like LeBron level beard right now. This yeah, is, this is, you're <laughs> yeah. definitely you're definitely getting a call back from somebody. Uh, yeah, if I look like this, somebody in somebody in Europe is getting. <laughs> yeah, some like that. Polish, that guy will definitely bring German. To the table. Yeah, they're gonna call you. They'll call you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm hey, maybe that's my key. I might might keep it. Yeah, it's, it's about the look, you know. Yeah, uh, you you spent, gotta, Spent this last season over in Germany. How was that? Germany's good. Um, obviously, a lot different. Like I was in a town that didn't speak much English, so mm-hmm. smaller city. Um, but the hoops was very high level. Uh, enjoyed the hoops a lot. A lot of good players, a lot of good teams, and just like the brand of basketball was fun. Um, and you're playing in front of. I mean, every every arena was always sold out. We played in, so it's like. Between four and seven, and then like if you play at Berlin, they have eleven. But 
um, four and 7,000 people. And it's just like, it was good vibes. Like they love the basketball. Obviously it's a soccer country and a soccer area over there, but mm-hmm. they're putting a lot more money and investing a lot more time and energy into the hoops over there. So it makes it for a good experience when you're, when you're, uh, an American coming over to like a different brand of basketball. So it's definitely an adjustment process for sure. Like the first couple of months they were hard. And even the whole time I was over there hard just cause you're away from people. But, um, it was it was very good, and my teammates really did a good job of like making it bearable outside of basketball. You know, we'd hang out, get together, go to dinner, just shoot the shit basically, and have a good time. So it was it was good. It's it's definitely an opportunity that I would uh, push people towards to like, hey, at least try it before yeah. you just hang it up. You know, you play with anybody on this uh, current team that had uh, similar experiences over in America playing college hoops and things like that? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I played with a kid. His name's Chris Clyburn. Um, played at UNLV. Obviously a different experience being in Vegas than, than being in Omaha. But mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Uh, but similar there, I had a teammate from Washington State that had similar hoops experiences. But when I talk about Creighton, everybody's like, yo, you guys, like, it's that big? Like, you guys had that many people? And then I'm like, and then we'd get to talking more and they'd be like, wait, you guys fl- flew private. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like this place is different. Uh, and they, they were all like, man, I had no idea about that. And then once, once the team started rolling and everything, and then the March madness was coming around and everybody was uh, busting me up about Creighton games. And, and then they were all after the San Diego state game, but they were on board. I think, I think we converted them to the, the Blue Jay experience, you know, you're getting the message out overseas, then, huh? Wow, like, we got, we got Blue Jay fans in Germany. That's that's oh big yeah, time. it was getting out. It was getting out. That's so, were there any uh, were there any games that like stuck out? Because you're saying like having sold out games everywhere. Any games stick out in particular to you? Memorable? The the Berlin game was was like it was Alba Berlin. They're your league team. Um, they when we went there, um, that was like more of like the college atmosphere that we were uh, seeing, you know, mm-hmm. and over there, like, I mean, you, there's always like, you'll come back at halftime. And there's always like a cigarette smoke or something in the air. It always, you always smell like sit like cigarettes everywhere. They have smoke breaks at halftime. And then it, I swear it just comes right into the building. Mm-hmm. Um, but before the game, they had like the, uh, the gas, like fire, you know, whatever, like oh, they yeah. run out in the fire and there's smoke everywhere. And for like the first, I don't know, five, six minutes, there's just a cloud of smoke in the gym and you're playing and it's like, it's a weird look. It's it's really goofy. But I mean, it was like 11,000 people. It was packed, rowdy. Uh, it was a good game until it wasn't, but they ran away. How'd you play? How'd you play? Uh, I didn't play. I think I hit a couple threes, but I didn't shoot it really that well, but. But it was good. It was fun. And then every, everywhere else, like Bamberg was like a uh, like a good atmosphere. The atmospheres are they, – I mean, they always have these drums. It took me a while. Like the first two, three games, they were just beating these drums. And I'm sitting there looking at my teammate like, yo, I got a headache. Like I can't even focus. This is crazy. All, no, kinda... all the time. Like in, in the States, you got to have a – shoot, you're going to CHI, you got to have a clear bag policy. Over there, you're bringing these big old drums. And I'm like, there's just levels to it. Yeah, there's another kind of damage people from different. Omaha would do if they could bring a drum in the Shy House Center. Good Jesus, Lord. man. <laughs> Can you imagine? 
I really well, can't. No, and it's the I whole can't. game. Dudes are chanting it, the whole game. It throws me off every time I watch an international game because it's always like it's it's present constantly, and you're just like, God, that's loud. It would be every a weird, day, it would be a weird in arena experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd have a headache for sure. You'd be trying to send out your tweets, your live tweets, and you definitely have a headache. The smoke throws me off. Has thrown me off though because you only, you don't ever like when you go into an arena or a stadium or anything. They always have like no smoking policy, so you never smell like cigar smoke, cigarette smoke, or whatever it is, you know. And then, uh. But covering the College World Series when the team wins the national championship, especially if it's LSU, like LSU just beat Florida or whatever. And um, so after the after like the final game, when like all the confetti drops and everything like that, uh post game's like a lot longer. You have to, you know, you wait around a lot longer for the team to come around because they're celebrating, they're doing their on field stuff and um, you know, just soaking in the moment kind of thing. So there's time for that. Um, and then you're walking through the tunnels, and it's like you are just like walking through, like you feel like you're walking inside of a cigar, like it's just everywhere. <laughs> like, you can, and it's the only time of the year where you experience that, like you know, when you take in the sights and smells and everything, you get, you get used to it. That's like a new one. You're just like, Good lord, this thing's gonna stick around for like three months. It's so potent, you know? <laughs> it's crazy. I wonder if like basketball, I know they do it for the NBA, like the cigar thing, but. I wonder if like college teams have it like in the locker room for like Final Four and national championship and stuff like that. I've never been in around one, so I don't know if they do it or not. But seeing the college baseball to, one, maybe think about it. You know, I'll have to ask Baylor Shireman after next year. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> see, yeah, see what his experience is one, like. One, they they don't strike me. This team doesn't strike me as cigar in the locker room, guys. But hey, I we'll know, see. right? Yeah. More, more a champagne, it has to be a thing. Champagne and beer, guys. But hey, 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 Jordan. What about the 1920 squad? Do you think there would have been cigars in the locker room? There might have been a little bit more than cigars in that locker room, man. <laughs> the ball was there. Shoot, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what could have been in that locker room. We could have had. We would have had. I would have had like the the big gun bottles of champagne, like just shooting it at everyone. Yeah, no, I would have been. I would. I would have been on one, man. You know me. <laughs> funny i love championship culture though it's just different yeah. it's different it's different situation it's different setting you know it's the yeah. same sport same people but it's just it's, just, it's like a different <laughs> situation lights get a little brighter they do i wonder how you guys like handle like the knowing you're in a different game you know that's something that always fascinates me because when i'm walking around just trying to like take it in it feels different to me I wonder what it feels like to you guys. Like when you know you're in a big, big game. Like that's, you know. I don't think either... it really, honestly, I don't really think it hits you until after the game. Yeah, I was really? just going to say that. Because I yeah. think if, if you think about it in the moment, you already lost there. I think it's like yeah. you have to you have to be so present where you only think about it after, I think, to maximize that situation. Yeah. And then like the conversations you have in the locker room, especially like after you win it, then it's like, Damn, we, like that yeah, was it's like, like we just like that was real that. Deal Did right we just there. Do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was pretty big time. That was that was a different atmosphere. Yeah. Well, the closest one I can think of for you guys, obviously, is the 2020 like senior day or whatever, you know, where you played Seton yeah. Hall. But like yeah. Mitch, like I, I think that that was like the most chill you ever were pregame. I remember. You literally I, I pretty t- probably told the story before, but 
He like took my recorder from me and like interviewed me. Like while you guys were warming up. I was like, I just gotta stay loose, Matt. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. I was like, this dude's about to play like probably the biggest game of his college basketball career. Definitely to date. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I guess you played an SP tournament game, so maybe that's not true, but this was like for a championship, you know? Like this is for yep. banner. Like Peyton had never done that before. I'm sure that was like talked about. Um right. no. or at least you knew about it. Yeah, we uh, definitely knew about it, and we were watching the game before. Uh, what they, I think somebody beat them. Maybe Nova beat Seton Hall. Yeah, they beat them on their senior day. Yeah, set it yeah, up. Okay. At their place. Then they had to come in our place, which that game was – I mean, they already lost before they got yeah, off the bus. Exactly. That, that, it wasn't happening. Yeah. Yeah, wait. I think, now, yeah. I, now that I'm remembering, do you still – Mitch, do you still not listen to music before games? No. Yeah. You might be the – that might be your – your, your coldest fact that you you might be the coldest shooter who doesn't listen to music before games. You don't listen I to just, music. I don't listen. You, no, Matt, no I headphones, no nothing. He just he just off straight vibes right into the game. He just walks into the arena and like just takes it in, and that's how he that's how he, that's flame how he Just no music, no nothing, just a killer really? mentality. Just walk right into a game and just. I've seen a Mitch with headphones before. You don't listen to nothing. Yeah, I I've listened to music when I was in high school, but something's okay. happened. I I don't know. I just in college, I just I don't know. I just got rid of the headphones and don't really. I will say when I'm on like if we're on a road trip and we're playing a road game, I'll listen to music um, on the bus mm. just because everybody else has got their headphones on. So I'm like, well, you can't talk. Yeah, throw something. <laughs> might as well throw some Zach Brown band in my ear and get going. Oh, Zach Brown band. That's a good, that's a good, honestly, if you just, were to listen to anything to like calm you down and like, just get you into a, get me in the mood, just give yeah. me the vibe, you know, ZDB is pretty good for that. Like he's probably the best chill like, to get you in a chill mood. Yep. It's big time. And then, uh, at CHI, I mean, I was listening to music 60 minutes before the game every time, you know, the same playlist, same, same playlist. playlist. Exactly. It's still around same too. Don't for about yeah. 10 years. It was there before you and here after you. It's just still the same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's got me hyped like that. Uh, Although Kanye uh, said some things and now he's off. He's off so they don't. It's not is he Kanye off? Anymore. Not in there anymore? Yeah. He, had to, he said some stuff and, oh, and they had to make some decisions. Yeah. He got him. He got himself. The culture got him. <laughs> he got himself, honestly. They canceled him. Kanye got canceled. He got, he flew. <laughs> he, like, you know, I say, like, you fly. Got him. You fly too close to the sun. He like flew straight into it. He's like, I got this. Yeah, yeah. It's inevitable nowadays. Yeah. What is the pregame song? Oh, what, what is it now? It to. Yeah. I don't know. I no, they tried. They tried a did few Joel, different things. I can't remember. Did Joel say it was Macklemore at one point? Yeah, Macklemore got a shot. You got a crack at it. So we went the complete shot. opposite direction of Kanye. They were like, oh, like the, they held. What's the yeah. least Kanye rapper we can find? Macklemore. Macklemore. Yeah. <laughs> Ran right to Macklemore. Yeah, I think they tried out a few things. They were like, they were like, they were they were trying to uh, read the room, like see what the crowd would feed off of or whatever. No one listened to us. Yeah. Everybody, all the old schoolers wanted Archie Be Ready. That was like the yeah. old school um, tip song or whatever, like back in the late 90s. They didn't, they didn't put it up? No, I think they played it once. Uh, no, they did a medley is what they did. They put it in a medley. Okay. Was which was which sucked so, but yeah, I'll send an email see if we can get it going. Yeah, for sure. You guys gotta you guys gotta use your poll. We'll make a petition. Yeah, especially because Archie died, so it's like R.I.P. Respect, you know. Show some yeah, fair respects. Yeah. Exactly, keep it alive. 
I like that. We can get on board with that. Yes, sir. Yeah, so um where were we at? Oh yeah, pro career. Sorry. That's what we were talking. Um, so what's the yeah, so what's the uh was there a culture shock for you at all going over to had you ever been to Germany before in your life and was it was it um strange trying to do it in a professional sense where you're you know, you're trying to perform, you're trying to get better, you're trying to win and all that, but you're also trying to acclimate. Like, how different is that? How different is it compared to, especially like college life where you're in a different place for the first time? Yeah. Well, I'd say like the biggest thing culture-wise and like professional-wise professional, professional wise is like, it, it's just like you're literally taking care of yourself. You know, you're on your own, your food, you got to make your food, you got to do your grocery shopping, you got to do all that. And in college, I mean, you show up, breakfast is there, you show up, lunch is there, you get done with practice, dinner's there. It's like you don't have to really do anything unless you want something specific. Then you go make yourself something. But um, basically, like, just the accountability. Like, it's all you, you know. There's nobody in your corner waking you up and, hey, taking your phones before games or, like, none of that. It's all, like, it's all the discipline. You can be as professional as you want. I mean, if you want to be loose, then – I mean, you're not going to get the results you're looking for. If you want to be tight, obviously you're performing a little better. Um, so there's definitely a balance. You got to figure that out. And then obviously you're in a different country, so you're navigating their culture and navigating kind of how that works. But at the end of the day, like when you step on the when you step in between the line, it's it's hoops all the same. Like that's mm-hmm. what's like normal, and that's where you kind of find your, um, I don't know, like it's that gets you back to like, hey, it's it's basketball wherever you're at. Even though a couple of rules are different over there, uh, you got to adjust to that. But at the same time, like hoops is hoops, you know, um, and it kind of brings that comfortability back to where you you can be like, yeah, I can do this. So, and if you're playing two times a week, you're always busy. You're getting ready. You're game in, game out for prep and all that, and the time goes fast. But if you play one game a week, man, the time drags because really? then you got six. I mean, you got six days just like. Practice, 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 lifting, all that. And then you play. And then if you lose, then you're sitting on a loss for a week. And it's like, dang. Like, we lost six games in a row this year. And, like, that's like two months, a month and a half. We didn't win for, like, a month and a half or two months. And I'm like, this is brutal. And we just couldn't get over the hump, too, because you, like, you, you fall out of rhythm. It's hard to get back into rhythm after mm-hmm. a, after only playing a game a, game a week, you know? Um so it definitely tests your mental, like it, te- it tests your, your, you're just like, I mean, it tests everything, like it tests how well you are away from family. I mean, shoot, I'm away from my wife six to 10 months a year, you know, it, it's like little stuff like that, that, that you don't want to bring into the court, but it's hard not to, because it's like, I mean, you're a human being, you know, yeah, you play a game, but it's, it's tough to block out everything. So, yeah, no, definitely. What is it? What is the? I was. I just wanted to ask. What is the? Like you talked about practices, especially if you only have one game a week. What's the difference in terms of like practices? What's the structure there? (laughs) It's it it kind of depends on the coach you have. Um, but I mean, we had (laughs) we had two days, three days a week. Jesus, like it's not just like two days. It's it's like we're getting after it, you know. um, ankle so braces and all that definitely there's no there's oh yeah tape all that there there's no connects on chip in in these gyms Ooh. so so they run you to the ground it basically you just got to yeah. figure it out 
and then I mean that's where the that's where the food and the sleep and the taking care of your body really comes into play because if you don't I mean if you get hurt over there it's I mean shoot you might get cut you might get mm-hmm. I mean you never know so it, the the best thing you can do is a professional in any sport is just being available honestly and if you don't take care of your body and you get hurt you're not available I mean you start to your career your career starts to derail quick mm-hmm. and people write you off because I mean at the end of the day it's a business and that's like that's also one of the biggest differences with, from the college game and the professional game is like I mean like Mac and Creighton and your coaches like they care they actually care about you as a person like they actually want you to be successful um whether that's getting them wins or not over there it's all about dollars and wins and if you're not producing then you're dead to me essentially it's kind of how it is so so that's tough because i mean in and out of games sometimes you have up and down years and it's like they write you off and come back and, and just it's it's very it's very difficult to play like consistently um the same all year so the guys that do it, I mean, I tip my cap to those guys because situation's not great. And then you throw kids in the equation, you're away from your kids, and it's just it's tough. How 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 hard is it to but the uh, practices brutal? <laughs> how hard is it to get there's no there's no comfort. My bad, my bad. No, you're good. I was just curious how hard it is to get comfortable and and feel like it's a team. That's probably the hardest thing that comes together with groups of people especially when like you said winning and winning is like the most important thing because winning brings the dollars or brings the fans and the fans bring the dollars all that so it's like that's the most important part of it but to do that you kind of have to have some you have to have some chemistry right you can't just like unless you've got the best dudes then then you'll figure out a way to do that but right how, how hard is it to when you're you know different backgrounds different ages um different teammates every single year almost how hard is it to get comfortable with the goal of you know being kind of all for one yeah no it's it's super difficult um obviously you get over there middle of august and you have your training camps your mini camps but like you said i mean i played with a guy that was 41 last year and then i played with a guy that was 19 last year and then everything in between so we got one side of the spectrum that's starting his career and trying to figure out kind of navigating that. And then we got one guy on the spectrum that's at the end of his career with three kids and like at, going at the end of his career, you know, and just, and one thing that you didn't say, but it's, it's huge, especially with male um, teams is just egos. Like everybody's got a different ego. It's, it's hard to like people overseas. I would say it was easier. And I, I had a good, group of team a uh, good group of teammates we had good chemistry um and they once you go overseas you kind of have that realization like hey i'm not playing a league or whatever um you kind of check your ego at the door a little bit and and if you don't then they you they get rid of those guys pretty quick like so they the the gms and, and coaches and stuff they do a pretty good job of like trying to build a team with with that chemistry and stuff but it's basically like Hey, if you don't buy in, like you're out of here, and the next Americans in, you know, and it's like the. the... But with that, how is it like? Do, are the roles? Because I, I'm just even thinking of how, like, just finding my role at just Creighton. That's my experience, right? So it was like, for you, how was it? 
like how difficult was it, I guess, to find your role? How difficult was it like seeing other teammates try to find their role? Would you say it's more difficult than college? Because I feel like in college, after you settle in, right, like a couple of years, you, you know your role. Coach has an expectation of you. This is just kind of who you are. Obviously, with guys coming in and out like that in your league, like what how hard was it for you to kind of like figure out, OK, this is what kind of teammate I am. This is what my role is on the court and just other guys in general. Yeah, um, honestly, just my teammates, like I basically talk to them and, hey, this is what I do. This is what I'm about. This is what they brought me in for. So we'll figure it out. You know, I'll play off you. And I it was pretty seamless for me to do that in the G League. It was like impossible because I like the game is I don't know, it was just different. It might seem like we weren't as close and, and all that. Um, but over there, uh, the GM basically brought me in and said, Hey, you're shooting. And then coach was like, coach was basically like, anytime you can get, a, get one up, get one up, you know? So I kind of had that green light right away and it was pretty easy to, to come in and, and kind of figure that situation out. But yeah, for the first two weeks before, obviously like I came, I came in November, so they had already played seven games and I came on a fever break. So that first two weeks, I uh, when you're practicing everything, yeah, you're trying to feel out who's who, what people do, um, and it was in the middle of the season. Like we had to figure it out pretty quick because we're like seven games in and looking at relegation, you know. Jeez. So, so like I had to come in and, and basically just say, "This is what I bring to the table, and this is what I got to offer. And if you guys don't like it, then get rid of me." But they extended me in January, and then I was able to stay through the year. But it's definitely. It's definitely more difficult for some people, but the like if you have your if you have your guys on the team, your teammates, if they check their ego at the door and just kind of hey, like let's buy in, let's be one, like Matt was saying, and, and the chemistry thing just starts to fall in. And the more you hang out, like you know how it is, Jordan. Like the more you hang out with guys, the better your chemistry is. The more you understand, the more you like get their reasons for like what they're doing. You know that you start to gel a lot more on the court. Like our teams are creating, we're pretty. As we went along, we got pretty tight and close-knit, and it really helped us. Because then we were just hoping because we were all friends. You know, it wasn't like we were competing. We were. I mean, it's healthy competition because everybody wants to play and get the minutes. But at the same time, we were genuinely happy for others who got those opportunities that we were looking for. Absolutely. So when you get that, you you obviously get that more at Creighton because, I mean, well, not, I mean now the transfer portal is crazy, but you get guys that come back and you do several years together. Um, overseas, it's more of a in and out kind of thing. Sometimes you'll sign a two, three year deal where you're stuck, where you're staying with the team, and they'll sign some guys where it's like a little more chemistry, a little more gel already. So it's it's seamless. But even then, you have guys that stay two or three years, and now they're looking for a bigger role, and then they try and do too much and force it, and then so there's always there's always things you have obstacles you got to jump over and hurdle. So, um, but for me personally, it was it was pretty. It was pretty good and pretty seamless, and that's why I'm kind of excited to go back overseas. Awesome. How does that how does that situation compare to the G League? And what it's like to navigate a G League season? Yeah, well, G League season um, is shorter, and you're in the states, right? Like you don't have to use mm -hmm. VPN, you don't have to bootleg games, and you're not seven hours ahead trying to watch Creighton play. And like, you're, it's so that is a lot easier um, being in the states, obviously. But the basketball wise, like or the basketball aspect of things, is it, it's I don't know. My situation, I only played one year in the G League. Um, my situation was just like a little more uh one on one ball dominant, but there are a few 
organizations in the G League that are run really well and they share the ball and like really play the game the right way and which I think is the right way, kind of like the Creighton way. Um, and those are the teams you want to play for if you can get on those teams. Um, but then overseas, the ball moves a little more. Um, every once in a while, if you have a, do- a ball dominant guard, it'll get back to him. Usually it's a it's a bunch of wasted motion back to a middle pick and roll and then you play is basically how the, how the overseas game is. You know, it's a lot of like decoy stuff, middle pick and roll hoop. Like that's what it is. So I don't know. I like the game over there a lot more just because guys are to they tend to play a little bit more together and it's not mm-hmm. as one-on-one and everybody's not trying to get to the league, you know, like we're trying to win games. So, yeah. so my experience in the G was a lot better, a lot better over, over there. So what's the G league lifestyle? Like you mentioned it's, you know, there's a, you know, with the, with overseas it's two a days and it's a grind. And once you get into the basketball part of it, it's basically consumes your life. What's the G league part of it? Like, especially since you have, a better understanding of what social life is like in America. Like once yeah. you want to clear that hurdle and deal with that anxiety, how different is the hoop grind versus overseas? Yeah. My experience in the G was the complete opposite. Was it really? uh, practice wise? Yeah. We, I mean, it was basically like once we were playing, we were playing, we didn't have like, like we showed up, we did like skill workouts, uh, like 30 minutes or whatever. Each, each person had like individual times, um, and that was, I mean, that was it, you know, like that, that was all we did. We went over a couple of the different defensive things, um, early in the year, like our training camp was not intense, but like, I mean, it was more, you know, we got after a little more and, and kind of get into shape or whatever. Um, but yeah, those guys, and especially the NBA, like I do six weeks with the Cavs and like, I'm say you have a six o'clock game. I'm there at like two doing my pregame and then. It's all skill work, and and in between games, it's you don't practice much. You go over your sets. You might run five on zero, and then get shots and get out. Like very, because I mean, those guys play eighty two games. You're traveling. Like I, I get it from that perspective. And overseas, you're playing one, maybe two games a week, and it's more. It's a slower grind. So, so there's more time to fill. And and some people, some people's philosophies over there, well, depending on your coach, is hey, if you're not we're not running you into the ground we're not getting better so which situation do you like better I, don't, I mean because 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 you're you're on your own path right now you know what i mean you're not yeah like you'll you'll go on these teams and you'll have a common goal but once that season's over you basically become a free agent kind of a nomad again yeah you know where you have to choose what path you want to go on for your for the next phase of your career the next step which one do yeah. you prefer which one do you think is better for a basketball player who is trying to just – I don't know if you have a goal in mind, but, you know, yeah, yeah. it if allows trying, you to get better. To get better spot. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I I, I mean, I think there can be a healthy balance of both if you do it right. Um, but the the skill work and the what the guys do in the league, I like that stuff better because, I mean, like you said, it's an individual thing. Like, everybody's an individual within, within a team. But, like you said, at the end of the year, like, your contract's up it's it's all about you you know and for development and getting better as an individual i think the nba has a good system like it's set up very well like and they have the resources they have the time they have the people to use for that skill development you know like multiple guys can be in the gym at once with the different rebounders passers whatever skill skill guys um 
So I like that. But I also think at the end of the day, you do have to do stuff together as a team to like also understand what you're doing on the court. So you're not just like looking around like what is going on. And I, and I think you can accomplish both if that's your priority and without running guys in the ground or just skill work or just not doing anything as a team. So, so I like both personally, but definitely as an individual, I do the, the NBA style skill workouts, work on your game, get better, fine tune things. They call them like, um, uh, but, uh, daily vitamins is what they call them. Like a couple of teams do. Um, and that's just like your skill work, you're getting your shots up and stuff like that. So, so, and I was cool with that. I liked it. Um, but just, it's just a different game. You would, correct me if I'm wrong, but you would consider playing in the G League again if an opportunity was appealing to you. I, I don't know. It'd have to be the, it'd have to be the right situation. Um, I was just, I had a, a terrible experience in the G League and really? I, like, as crazy as this sounds, like I'd probably stop playing basketball before I play in the G League again, probably. Oh wow. wow, that's not even close to what I just said. Then, so you would, you yeah, would, no, it would be hard for you to go back to the G League. It'd be very hard for me to go back, very hard. Um, just because I don't know, man. Like I just don't like the game. Like I don't like it at all. It doesn't fit me at all. I'm not a, I'm not an on ball player, mm-hmm. and a lot of the G is, hey, give me the rock. So, I don't know. And and I could and, and again like I had one six month season where my situation just wasn't great. Some mm-hmm. people great for, um, some people the adjustment process overseas is just not what they're looking for, and I don't blame them. So mm-hmm. everybody's a little different, and that's just my that's just my experience. I just me individually, I don't think I'll ever go back. I'll call it. I'll mm-hmm. I'll hang my kicks up and start playing at the Y before I go back to the G. You know. Yeah. So. Does uh does so, me and Mary change it for you? Or do you feel like you're you've got some basketball left, or you feel like you almost are done? How do you feel about it? Your basketball part of your career, or your life, I guess. Um, that's even like yeah, you start to have those conversations, and yeah, I mean I'm not so my wife now. I was about to say my girl, <laughs> my wife, I guess, is <laughs> still sounds weird. Happy um, to give you the opportunity she, to get that one out there. Yeah, yeah. she's got five years so essentially i'd play five or six years um is what i want to do i want to play till a little bit after 30 um and then like i mean lord willing if the kids are able to come into the equation then once that happens like yeah i'm not i'm not going back um i'm not going overseas 10 months a year to be away from my kids and stuff so having a wife definitely it it definitely changes things um but now it's like I, I'm looking also for the right situation overseas to where it, it's got to make sense for me to go back, you know, because I I mean, we just bought a house. We have I mean, I have a dog. We just got married. It's definitely a difficult situation to leave, you know, and like you start to find a little bit of routine here and you're comfortable and, and leaving 10 months a year. I mean, it doesn't sound great. But at the end of the day, I do still want to play. I have a lot left in the tank and like I still love playing. So. That's definitely priority number one right now, but soon it won't be. So, and I have no, I'm not tied to it. Like I'm not one of those guys. Like, hey, if I don't hoop, I'm I'm just gonna like, I don't know, go crazy. But at the same time, I'm I'm a, I still love the game and I'm all in. You know, 
Absolutely. And that's Would the there... thing. If I do something, I can't like I, I can't like half ass something, you know? So like mm-hmm. it's either I'm in or I'm out, you know. So you so want... right now I'm in. Yeah, right now I'm doing it. Um when yeah, when that time comes, do you still want basketball to be a part of your life or you or do you want to do something totally different? Do you want to go on a totally different I don't know. I don't Adventure. know. Um, when I was 19, 20, 21, 22, college days, yeah. I really wanted yeah. to be a coach in some aspect. Um, now, I don't really know. I'll have to – I don't really know if I want basketball to be relevant or around in my everyday life. Um, but if I could – I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I'm doing Is some it... stuff this summer to kind of – outside of basketball to see mm-hmm. if I have – interest in some other things so um you got to kind of start looking towards hey when you're the bat when the ball does stop bouncing it's a seamless transition you're not just lost for a little while um so i'm trying to avoid that and i'm also trying to avoid having i mean i'm 32 years old with no work experience like i'm trying to avoid i'm trying to avoid that as well so right so we'll see so this is the question i'm kind of curious about because it's not I don't. I don't know if you guys even think about it when you're at the age you're at right now, Mitch. You're probably like you guys are probably just Jordan's obviously thought about it because he's not hooping anymore. But like Mitch, like you're probably getting into a point where you start to start thinking about like what is my life after basketball? You know, because I've been a basketball player. That's who I am. You know, when people think yep. of me, they think of me as a basketball player. But it's you've been like that for a long time, and not just a long time, but like the formative years of your life. It's all been about basketball. Like when you're yep. when you get good in high school and AAU, it's who are you gonna play for in college? Where are you gonna go? What are yep. you looking for? That's related to basketball. That's a situation that I can do basketball and have a good life, right? And then right. after that, you're like, okay, now how do I get paid for doing the only thing I'm really ever good at? Like right now, all I'm good at is basketball. How do I find a way to get make a living doing this? Does it scare you yep. a little bit to think about what what life would be like where that's not on the table where you're not a basketball player anymore yeah it's definitely i mean it's just like a it's that transition and i don't know if it necessarily scares me because i mean i mean my parents and my the people i've come into contact with and the creighton experience like they it's not just basketball so like i bring more to the table i bring value outside of the game itself you know so, like, it doesn't scare me to see the ball stop. I don't want it to happen right now, not this year. Um, but it doesn't scare me because I have other interests in life and I have other skills and, and values that I can bring to life outside of basketball. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I think, too, just to your point, Matt, I don't think I ever really – like, obviously, basketball is a big part of what we did. But I never really, even at Creighton, looked at myself as just a basketball player. And Mitch, you're obviously – curious person like you've always been like that and that's why i think you uh, do well even going overseas is like i think there is so much more i think damn basketball and creighton definitely helped open up a lot of those doors to realize that there's just more damn basketball out there but what i'll say in just my transition now obviously being four years removed from the game like just college game is that basketball is always there man like it'll always be there just because of the experience we had with it you can always go you know, get I still just go get up shots at the Y just when I want to go get up shots. And I'm just like, I'm even thinking about something with work right now. Like if I have a deal, I got to close, like whatever it might be. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. 
Go get some shots up. Go even I'll go yeah, to my sister. I'll go to my yeah, I'll go to my sister's practices and just say a couple of things, help some kids with some dribbling drills, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, I just don't think the game never really leaves you. You could you could try to run away from it, but it'll it'll never leave you. So I don't know. I think basketball will always be there, but we're more than just hoopers, man. You know what, Matt? You know what? That's hundred percent, Jordan. I completely agree with that. And you know what I would do if I got to like if money was no object, if I played a few years Euro League, whatever, may, had <clears throat> had a had a little money in the bank, my like dream situation would be to come back, work, do whatever I have for my job, whether no matter whatever that is. But being a high school coach, like yeah, like because then you have like high school coach, you get some kids that are you know that just do it because they love the sport. They you know they just they might do it as a social you know, a social gathering for get, get with their friends, their friends are doing exactly. it. Um, but then you get a couple of those kids like, like, like we were and everything in high school that take it a little more serious and like always want to get in the gym and you can help those guys. And like, like I wouldn't be where I'm at today without my high school coach. So it's like he, if he wasn't, if he wasn't my high school coach, like, I mean, I wouldn't be as good as I am. I wouldn't be able to shoot as well as I can just because like he opened the door, literally opened the door to the gym um anytime i wanted so like having that mentorship and having like that availability to a person that was like kind of like a father figure outside of your own you know um <clears throat> that's the cool stuff like that's what i wanted to do because then i mean in college skill development's a thing for sure like but when guys get to college very rarely they're like guys that are like whoa he came from nowhere you know he just developed crazy and they do but like colleges don't really like i don't know i feel like you have a bigger role and bigger impact on a kid at 16 than you do on and when he's 20 you Absolutely. know i'll completely so, agree with that so so i i kind of i would do that and i think i would be good at that because i'm passionate about obviously the game i know a decent amount about the game and i can teach the game uh but at the same time i can be that guy that's like hey basketball isn't everything you know don't put like, yeah, let's grind. Put all your eggs into this basket for sure. Like, if you're doing it, two feet on the floor, we're, we're running with it. But at the end of the day, like, how can we how can we help you grow outside of your sport or outside of whatever to, to make that seamless transition whenever the game stops bouncing, if you're fortunate enough to play after high school. And if you're not, then it was fun doing it, you know? So that's, that's what a- I would want to do. Dream job, like high school coach. I love that, though, because that's such a great point, because I just think that even just with my experience, too, it's like those years of like wanting to get to college, wanting to go D1. It's like fun to coach those kids, like when you see that drive and like how much they want to get better and they're just so curious and they ask you questions. How do I get there? How do I do? And it's just like that. I agree, though, that is the most formative years. And I do want to like that's why I like try to help out just even like I love the camps and the clinics and all that now yeah. because that is I remember being that age and you know seeing the college hoopers seeing the high school hoopers in the gym being like oh I want to be that you know what I mean I just what do I what do I have to do to yeah. get there so it's it's that age I think I do love the most uh helping back to with ball right now so yeah no I'm happy you brought that up that's a good dream yeah. job man I, I think that's it. like yeah I think it's fascinating because I don't know we might get into a deep rabbit hole here but I can't relate to what it's like to be an, an an athlete at that level and try to find um what ne- what's next, you know what I mean? Cuz that 
that to me seems like it's difficult. And especially because you, I mean, you guys are right. And this isn't the first time we've talked about like, you know, Jordan, I've talked about this all the time, like not just on podcasts, but like, you know, what's your identity, you know, like, what are you, that's everyone kind of like when, when you jump, it's, it's like when you jump on Twitter, it's like, you're almost a different person or it's only one part of you. Like, or when you're in public and people see you that don't really, that aren't your friends, they just kind of know of you. They associate you with basketball or they associate you with whatever you do. Mm -hmm. Like even and to some degree, even walking around, like for me, like when I'm in a, place and i just run into someone random that just like knows who i am but doesn't like know me you know they're just like they only ask about creighton because that's what they know i do you know what i mean so for me and i'm about to be 38 in the fall so it's like my thing in life is i don't know when i got to this point i can't really remember but i started to like confront mortality if you will and this is where i'm getting way too deep but like you know you only have a certain amount of years and you don't really know when you don't know when you're going you know what i mean you don't know when it's over you don't know when your life's going to change you don't know when that's going to be and i don't know when i realized that but it's like i don't want to it's not about money or or like fame or anything because you're not taking that with you when you go i just want to be for my, my goal, my goal is when I get to that point, I want to I want to have like a, something to look back on and say like, yeah, I had a good time, I had a good life, you know what I mean? Like I had I had moments that I that mean something. That's what it is. So like for you guys to be defined as basketball players and to feel like there's more than that, that's what I'm kind of curious about. The thought process is, what do you go through when you're trying to figure out what? you want to be what you want to do that doesn't have necessarily to do with basketball. I think it's a, you want to, you want to take this one first, Mitch? No, you got it. I just, I don't know. For me, I think this one is, it's, it, I think it's like you, it's impact. It's the, like you're saying, it's the amount of, who, who have you helped along the way throughout the course of your mm -hmm. life? Whose life did you make better? Which situations did you make better? How did you make somebody's life easier in some sense? And I think about that now, even just with my job. And I like to say I'm just a professional problem solver um, here in sales. But like I try to just think of like, who can I have the greatest impact on today? Whether it's like, I guess, moments with, um, I don't know, big businesses or moments with kids in the gym. It's just like how, I, I just try to be present in it to try to impact in a positive way. That's that's really, I guess, what's driving me right now. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. That's a lot of like that. I think, I don't know if that's just like the Creighton way or what they teach, but it's definitely, it's definitely impact for sure. Like when I was at Creighton, like I always wanted to give everybody the time of day because when I, so like, obviously everybody looks at us, like you said, Matt, like basketball players and in Omaha, like you're not a celebrity, but people know you, you know, and kids like look up to you and kids want to like shoot like you. They want to play at Creighton. They want to be like you a little bit. And, like, I met Steph Curry at, like, 15 years old and was with him four summers in a row. And, I mean, that dude was winning championships and MVPs at the time. And he just never changed. Like, he was a dude that that gave everybody the time of day. Like, we were walking random stuff in the street, community stuff. Like, always said hello, always said what's up, always tried to, like, talk and communicate with, with whoever he, he came into contact with. 
So then I took that to Creighton when I was like, when I when I saw a guy like Steph Curry at that caliber winning MVPs and championships that was just a normal human being, good, genuine dude that everybody came in contact with, that's kind of like the approach that I took to my days at Creighton. You know, it was like, who who can I, how can I be an example like him? Obviously, I'm not freaking Steph Curry, but at the same time, how can I impact these kids to like, hey, these are good dudes, you know. There's yeah, there's bad eggs in every industry, every sport, every everything, every team there is. Um, but if I can if I can give them the time of day and show them just give them all of me, you know, um, I feel like that's that impact Jordan was talking about. And that's what that's kind of my approach to to Creighton and life after Creighton, you know. I still have that approach with everybody I come into contact with. So but finding something to do, I mean that's just hopefully it happens organically, but and, and your purpose outside of that. But like, I think Jordan hit it on the head and I'll piggyback off that for sure. And it's yeah, like, it's just... I, I forget what the quote is, but it's like people forget 90% of what you say to them, but they remember a hundred percent of how you make them feel and probably butchering mm-hmm. that quote, whatever. I don't know. I just want, I, I like, that's what I'm saying. Just good vibes, man. I just want people to be like, yeah, no, that was, it was a positive experience. No, nope. nope. po- no music. Pre-game vibes. What you no music no, exactly. Vibes. No music pre-game <laughs> vibes. I want them to be like, yeah, no, I don't need to put my headphones on around Jordan. Like, it's a good, it's a good time around him. Like, I feel comfortable. Like, I feel like he's a positive impact yep. on what's yep. going on right now. Like, that's all I strive I, for. And I don't, I don't, I'm sorry I introduced that, like, talking about myself. I don't like to talk about myself. But it's, like, it's interesting because, like, ever since I've been, the more I've been doing this, the more my public interactions with, like, strangers or just even kind of casual people who I know it's not, they don't, they're not like interested in anything except Creighton because they see me and they know that that's what I do. So all we ever talk about is like, like I'm, I'll, I'll go into like the barbershop, you know, for a haircut in July and they'll be like, you know, how's the basketball team looking? I'm just like, sometimes I don't want to talk about that in July, but it's like, but I, I can't, I can't not say I can't say I don't fucking want to talk about basketball right now. It's July because that's rude. And then they'll be like, God, he's a dick. You know what I mean? You kind of have to like humor him in some sense, but it's kind of, that's, that's my Texans in July. (laughs) No, that's right. Yo, no one wants to talk about the Yankees or anything. Let me get some frustration out. No, they just want to talk about creating basketball. Um, so it's like, yeah, how do you, where I'm, sometimes I struggle to find like a balance because only then only your friends want to talk about, only your like tight friends want to talk about like other shit that's happening in life, you know. Even your casual ones, that even ones I grew up with, are like, "How's the basketball team?" I'm like, bro, we've known each other like thirty five years. Talk to me in October, you know. Like, so, I don't want to talk. But about that, it right but now. that happened. To, that would happen to us, right? Like when we would go to like. That's what I'm saying. Like, How do you guys product? like when you guys okay. walk around? They got a Creighton has to be brought up like within the can first two you, topics. Can, you know, what can I'm I teach you what I used to do if I didn't want to talk about the team or anything, or mm-hmm. if we were in like a losing streak or something was happening? And I didn't want. To... Put the ball in their court, flipping on them. When did you start playing basketball? Like little kid, when did you start playing basketball? What position you play? Ask them questions. Put the ball in just their court questions. so you don't have to interview ask them. Ask them questions. Yeah, it's a nice shirt, bro. Where'd you get it? Come on, man. Like you, you can be, you can get creative with it. People be like, yeah. oh, why did? And then I still to this day, all the kids be like, yeah, man. I was in the mall, that creating basketball player. He was asking me about me. I was asking about the season, and he was mm-hmm. asking me about me. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like they remember those kind of things. So yeah, I know. I I mean, you obviously still, even in those situations, you still end up like still having to say like, yeah, the team, this, this, and that. Um, so you don't really get 
away from it. You know, I never I still, get away from it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really no, I don't it, get away it, from it except for the, like the inner circle. The inner circle is like the only ones that don't like because it's hard. But you know me, I just try to be I, I would try to be goofy with it. I think I think yeah. the best way is like trying to not take it too seriously, trying to just be be a real person to people. I think that that's was, what I mean. That was it. Like, instead of even trying to, like, always walk around Omaha with that basketball player bravado going all the time. Mm -hmm. No, man. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not saying you can be a real person, let your guard down. Like, people ask me, how's the season going? (laughs) Man, I don't know. I got a test tomorrow. What do you mean? Like, you know, like, little stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I I I would try. But I think that's the thing. That's the thing then. I think it was, I would just try to always and mitch did a great job of it too i think like when he was saying like he would always stop to give anybody the time of day is Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's being a real person i think it's that being a real person helps people see you in a different light and helps people realize that and i think obviously you too man like it's just like being a real person to the people who appreciate your work appreciate what you do is that i think in turn what opens up some of these doors and builds real relationships yeah it's it has built real relationships over the years like there's mm-hmm. been because now there's like you know there's there's people that I've met through this that we don't even talk we don't talk about basketball like unless it's basketball season you know what I mean exactly. so it's like I think they kind of understand it in a certain sense but it's different for you guys too and especially as you you know depending on how like how great of a career you had if you have like a ton of if you have a ton of moments that people that stand out in people's minds in your career like I imagine they see you and they think I've got maybe like 90 seconds with this person I have to say, oh, my God, that Seton Hall game or, oh, my God, the Sweet 16. Like, oh, remember when you hit those that three or something like that? I, and then you – but you're not thinking about basketball in that moment until they bring it up. You know what I mean? You're just trying to be you. So that's when I'm, like, curious. How does that balance – how do you strike that balance? Because if basketball has been such a dominant part of your life privately – publicly how do you you know how much does it mean to you and when it's not there anymore what's what do you do then you know it's like it's one of those things where and i'm not sports is all i do and so it's kind of all i think about but there's other things too you know what i mean so i i wonder how many people think about that in public when they walk up and be like oh like yeah you know when you were just thinking about like something totally different it takes you a different space you know oh absolutely it's just interesting i don't know yeah i'm just rambling there 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 definitely are there definitely are people that understand um like hey you don't want to talk it's like going to work eight hours a day and then you get at home you don't talk about it right it's like like there are but there there are people that understand exactly what you're talking about and they'll steer clear of asking you about your profession or whatever you know and and i do respect those people uh, that kind of acknowledge it and notice it. But I would also say you, you also shouldn't like there, there's a balance between it because it doesn't have to be a burden either that they bring it up because obviously they right. respect you enough right. and they respect your work enough to like go use you as a source of information for what they're looking mm-hmm. for, you know? So like at yeah. the same time, that's like a, I mean, that's a pat on the back because obviously you've done something, you've been successful in something enough so that w- where people want to hear your opinion and get your, you know, views. So like at the same time it shouldn't be a burden, but yeah, I definitely like to have different conversations about stuff that you don't write about or talk about. You know what I mean? Um, you know what the, think- you know when the you know when the weirdest time is 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 when I'm on like when I'm if it's when I'm like here's when it's here's this is the only time where it's really annoying. 
is like when I'm going to like cover soccer or something, you know what I mean? So I'm in like soccer mode and I'll run into like three people that literally like spend, they work at Creighton. So like they could just grab their key card and go over to the championship center and answer all their questions themselves. Like, so they'll come up to me and it's like 30 minutes before kickoff. I'm trying to see who's healthy, who's in uniform. I'm trying to like get in soccer mode, you know? And they're like, how's the basketball team looking right now? And it's like September 3rd. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, ask me but, how the see, soccer team is. Like, I you think, know, I feel I, like it's just like it's too one note sometimes. And I'm just I don't ever like tell them to F off, but I wish they would be like telling about their kids or their families or like just get to know each other a little bit instead of just being like every time you see me, whether I'm at the more Morrison or DJ or like I'll, it'll even happen in baseball season. Someone will like walk up. I haven't seen him in like two months or whatever, and they'll be like, "Oh, hey, what's up, man? How's the basketball team? How do you think the basketball team's gonna do next year?" But I don't know. This baseball team's, you know, two games back of first place right now, and they, <laughs> they lost. I mean, and then I'm trying to. I, I'm not even in like the. I don't even know where to start with. Like they'll be good, and then they think, "Well, well yeah, but what do you think about Kalkbrenner or Trey or like things like that?" I'm just like, I don't know, man. They're probably going through the process, and it's just it just feels really zombie mode. Like I don't, yeah. I, it's like autopilot when they when that happens. Yeah, yeah, automated See, responses. I, yeah. I think you're looking at this the wrong way though, because I think people are coming to you because you're so? you're the expert, man. Like people are asking you these questions because they respect what you have to say on it. I think they're asking. No, you No, I know, but in I know in, it gets annoying. In June or like May, like what? Really? Like you're you're the insider, man. Like you are. Like I think it's it, that's more of a sign of respect to me. I think in the way that you're explaining it now too, because it's just like yeah, they they could know, they could go see. But yeah. they think you have you have a very critical lens of the way you. Yeah, they're like, game. hey, I'm gonna listen to this dude. Yeah, and I think no, seriously too, because I think it's, it's in the in the ways that like, just like how me and Mitch would always jump on a pod with you because it was just like enjoyed your perspective, enjoy you would see the little things that I don't think a lot of people would see in practice about mm-hmm. like how we were game planning to you know curl off a down screen for a certain shooter, how we were gonna lock and yeah. trail on a guy or something like this, and your analysis would be like executed that to a t normal people would not understand that in that game but that's what i think people are coming to you for so i think it's more your expertise man and that's why people want your opinion there but i definitely get what I, you're saying though because it, yeah, it does I feel get that but it's like even with you guys you know what i mean like you guys i spent so much time badgering you guys about like uh defense and uh you know how do you guys get better at this how do you stop doing that all that like throughout your whole careers and like Jordan, you know, like the stuff we talk about now, like I, I bet you, eighty-five percent of it maybe is just about life and not about yeah. basketball. Like yeah. I bet you we hardly talk about Creighton unless it's like we're watching a game or something, yeah. or we're about to pod yeah. and we gotta like get our stuff in order. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's so that's it, what I'm but... saying. Like I want, I, I, it would, it, it's, 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 it's interesting for me to have to go through every single day and everyone you like run into is like. What's the basketball team going to be like? I can't imagine what it's like for you guys when you're on the, actually on the basketball team. It's like, what was it like walking around You know, when you're on the team, no one being like, hey, how's mom and dad? Or how's, you know, how's Bailey or Jordan? Like, you know, how's mom doing? Or just bring up the Red Sox. Or like talk about the Celtics or something like random. Just like, oh, did you see that new Star Wars movie? It's all about like, yo, this St. John's game. How, how, how you know, how you guys going to bounce back? Or like, you know. That would be weird to me. It's like to never have a, a different conversation other than basketball related. 
Yeah, but here's another thing, and I've only done one year overseas. Here's what I'd say about, like, the culture thing. Because, like, when you're overseas, because you're on a team too, but you're, you do have different conversations. But, like, I think, like, the American culture is very – and I could be way off. This is just an opinion for me. But the American culture, it's always like, I don't know, you meet somebody new, and the third – the second to third question or whatever they say is, well, what do you do for a living? Like, when you're – like, it's very job-oriented over here, like, very career-oriented. And if you're not doing something, you always feel like – like, it always comes up in conversation. I mean, quick. Like, within five minutes of talking to that person, you Real figure fast, out what he right? does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And over there, you don't. Like, you'll talk to somebody. You might know somebody for a week, and you don't know what they do. Like, they value and they, like, prioritize different. Yeah. Like, their thoughts and, like, it's different, you know? Everybody over here is like, how can I make the most money in life? You know, it's like, what can I do to be look successful, you know? And it's just the culture. I think it's the culture. And I think we subconsciously, or we, I mean, we don't understand, like, where that comes from. Um, obviously, I'm not a psych major, and I obviously am just throwing out opinions. But from mm-hmm. my experience, I'll have conversations with people over there, and work never comes up. Uh, yeah. But I'll have conversations over here, and it's always like, oh, like, I got two things off Facebook Marketplace. And these dudes ask me, like, oh, what do you do for a living? I was like, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm, technically, I'm unemployed right now, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I play basketball. Like, like it, it's just like, it's so yeah. weird. Just met these people. I'm trying, just trying to say thanks for the, thanks for the, you know, thanks for the patio set. And they're like, oh, yeah. what do you do for a living? I'm like, does it matter? It's like, like didn't even ask you where you're gonna, where you're gonna put the patio set. What are you using it for? Any plans? Yeah, nope, like, oh, nope. what do you do? Oh, nice, good for you. Like, yeah, like, yeah. what do you do? Dude, what? It's like it, I totally agree with you. It's like talking it's, about your jobs. Yeah. It's like it's I, I you know what else is funny too is like sometimes sometimes I'll go sit in the stands for games not like basketball games because that'd be crazy but like soccer you know like at Morrison sometimes I'm like hey I'm not gonna sit in the press box and I'm just gonna go like you know sit in the end zone or something and just like mingle you know and I swear yep. to God like there's times where I'm sitting there next to people and either they'll be saying nothing or they'll only be talking about work. With their with the like they they're Seriously. like sitting there with like three people, beer in hand, watching a soccer match, just talking about work. And I think you're right. Like I think the culture is like what's embedded in who in, in us now is like we have to define ourselves by something. Like it's not who yep. we are, it's what we are. You know what I mean? Like what yep. are you? What do you do? And how much of that can we like flesh out here? Because that's all you are right now. And it's like I think that's just yep. like I think that I I find I find it weird. I understand it. I I certainly I probably enable it to some degree because that's just how you interact in in America. But like, um, it's strange to me sometimes when I can go. Like I'll go like go to the grocery store real quick. If you run into someone who, like, recognizes you, you know what I mean. They'll be like, "Oh, how's the basketball team?" And it's just like, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out why eggs are like. Like if I should need to do the twelve or the eighteen right now, like I'm just, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I like, I'm just, I'm trying to, you know what I mean? It's not, it wasn't even yeah. on my mind. That's some, that's something that's always weird to me. Is like when it's not on your mind, then it gets brought up out of the blue by a random person. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to hate on people, and I'm not trying to say don't ever come no, up and ask sure. me about basketball. Like I get it. For like sure. you want to know, and, and I have the information. Like, You're totally all, cool to come up and ask me about basketball. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But I think you guys yeah, like 100%. for you it's probably on. And like we all have similar experiences. 
No. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, no, I was just saying for like for players, it's probably like it's probably even more enhanced, you know, because that's 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 all you are to people, especially people who don't know you, you know, like it's yep, it's just about basketball. 100%, but honestly, that's part of the game, man. Like, yeah, part of the game. Like, yeah. you just gotta you play the game, you know. But mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know. But there, there was like another experience. We were at a wedding. Uh, on Friday and I was sitting at the table I didn't know any of the people and so I asked them how they knew you know bride and groom whatever they gave me that and then they hit me back with a oh what do you do and I'm like mm-hmm. what I'm literally just how do you know how do you know my friends like yeah, yeah. I, I've never <laughs> met you guys how do you know right. and just right. boom and I'm like alright all right. I said so I'll never unless I'm asked about it and I'll, I'll reciprocate I'll, I'll relay the question back to them and say what yeah. do they do but I'll never bring up work just because I'm more like cognizant of it's not all about that, you know, like who are you? Not what yeah. you do. Well, like remember Jake's like Jake so, and Megan got married, know. you know, and we were so like I thought that was I was it was a little bit weird for me because everyone who was there I knew through the sport they played or coached. You know what I'm saying? So in some yeah in yeah. some regard, like all we've ever talked about and all we've ever related to is about the sport the the grind the game yep. the practice whatever's going on that day or whatever but i but like i you know i was there from start to finish like i don't know how much i talked about creighton that whole night and i just thought it is possible <laughs> like you know what i mean all yeah. everybody all anybody here knows each other from is sports is creighton sports like the uniform the white and the blue the games those are the memories that they've all built together. But it the chemistry you see that you talk about off the court, just to tie it all up, is built by getting to know each other on a different level. And that's why it hardly got brought up that night. And I thought that was like that was a really sure. fun night. I, I I'm like a memorable night for me because it's like it shows it proves to me that it's more than that. Because I've always wondered, yep. like, is it just this and that's it? You know what I mean? But like we are like Marcus and I would talk about boxing, MMA, you know what I mean? Like with Jake, with Jake, we talked about MasterChef Australia because I told him I started watching that or whatever. So it's like we randomly started talking about that. And then his sister, who was like, I don't even know how she was standing, like come up to me and start talking, start like telling me I'm saying the way they say things wrong. Like so we're, we're working on that whole deal. It was just like a different, it was a different total experience. You know what I mean? And I think that was, yep. it was fun because it shut off. And yeah. still, and t- and, and, and we that, still that, had a we still had a good time, you know. Yeah, exactly. I and Jordan can probably attest to this, but like when you would interview us and you'd be on the mic, like that's why I'd rather say what say what answer your questions and then chill for another twenty yeah. minutes and just shoot the shit, you know. Um, just because I don't know, there's more. I mean, you got to do your job, you know. Fine, right. get it, right? But then I like the I like the the off script, you know, just mm-hmm. I guess you know a little. I, I there's a lot of value in that. So I and Jordan could probably tell you that too. Like he I mean he was after practice all the time talking to you. Just you know, like well that's how Jordan and I started the pod. Yeah. Huh? That's how Jordan and I started the pod. Because when he was a player, I I had it was him like on therapy it. for me, man. It yeah, like I had him on I had him on the podcast like three or four times right throughout your career, you know? Like Oh yeah. And sometimes I would have like uh-huh. I'd have my scripted questions on my notepad, like topics I wanted to talk about, you know. But Every time we recorded, 
I set the, you know, I would set the mic down, you know, I set the recorder down on the, on the chair next to us, you know, so I would kind of forget it's there sometimes. And then I would forget my notes sometimes. And we would just talk about everything, everything. And then like, so when you were done playing, I don't even know, it might've been the first summer, wasn't it? Yeah. After you, after your senior year, it wasn't during the pandemic. Yeah. Yep. So it was the first summer after you were done playing. And I was just like, I was thinking what I was, I remember where I was. I was at Walmart picking up groceries because they had the, it was during the pandemic. So you had like the whole. I love um, that you were thinking about me at Walmart. That's, yeah. that's so, that makes so much sense. That makes, I love Walmart. I wish I could tell you what I was picking up, but it's not that deep. Um, So I was picking up groceries at Walmart. And I was sitting in the stall and I was like, I already called him or whatever. I was like, Hey, I'm in number whatever, seven or whatever it is. I'm like, okay, we'll be right out. And then I just randomly thought, I was like, I randomly thought how much fun I had like podcasting with you because we didn't talk about basketball for like the majority of the time. We talked about like Star Wars and like Yankees, Red Sox, Patriots. Like we just talked about life, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't about creating hoops. And I'm like, I have, you know, I was like, well, that'd be cool to do a podcast where it's just like bullshit. It's just random. Whatever we feel like talking about is it? it's, we got to come up with a title that doesn't have to be specific to Creighton, right? So we have to make sure that's like up front that people are going to get some kind of variety here, but it's not necessarily where you go for your information on Creighton sports. Like we're right. just going to be talking. We'll probably talk Creighton sports because that's how we know each other. It'll come up. We'll be topical. Sure. But most of it's just like whatever we feel like talking about, you know, exactly. I just hit you up. I was like, Hey, you want to do a podcast, like start our own podcast. And you were just like, absolutely yeah. you know what i mean like it was like nothing it was just like it wasn't even a conversation yeah. no but that's i think that's that because that's it was therapeutic for me that was the best part because it was especially the first time i got, felt like i got to give my perspective on things but then i could also you know showcase my personality a bit yeah um, be you right exactly but then i think it was like because like i even to your point like I love talking to like, cause I, that's what I think made our team so close was I was like, if I go down, I could go down every single guy and tell you what we talked about the most, like Jacob Epperson and I probably talked about, cause it was at the time that the Avengers, like infinity war and Endgame yeah. came out. Yeah. I probably talked with Jacob Epperson about those movies. And then there was Ragnarok. Cause we both found that one hilarious. I feel like we watched that one together. I forget. Oh yeah. No. We saw one. We watched one on his visit when he visited Creighton. Really? Me, him, JP, we all went to an Avengers movie. And then I, that just kind of became the theme of our friendship at Creighton, where it was just like, yeah, I remember yeah. all these one-off things. Like, I remember that more than anything Jacob and I ever did on the court together. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I remember those conversations. So, yeah, no, I think it's what you're getting at. I just think it's about being a real person. And I think that was the first time just podcasting with you was the first time I felt like, Oh, I can, you know, actually be me in this and not just that basketball player. Like you were talking, right. it gave me that platform to do it. Um, and that's what I love. Like my connections with all my teammates were so much deeper than like basketball. It was so much deeper than that. And so just having this podcast and being able to showcase that, I think it's been been awesome, man. Yeah. And that's the same thing. Like I, I just I love the fact that it that you guys aren't afraid to be you. And I wish people could see that too. Like, you know, Marcus, remember when Marcus first got to campus? And he wasn't like practicing right away because he was, uh, he had the back brace on or whatever, you know. You know how we started like the first thing we talked about. Conor McGregor. I, I mean, I guess I interviewed him when he when he committed, so that's not really totally true. But the first thing we like talked about face to face, he was wearing an SBG uh, T-shirt, which is the gym that Conor McGregor trains at or whatever. Yep. 
So we started fighting about it because I'm a Connor hater and he's a Connor like fanboy, you know. And then Caleb Joseph got involved because he's a Connor fanboy too. And like, so the first conversation, like the first time we ever like had a long conversation, like like 30 to 45 minutes, it wasn't, we didn't say one Creighton related thing, not one. And then I did podcast with Caleb where we didn't mention, we just talked about his life. We didn't talk, we hardly talked about um, the Creighton part of it. You know what I mean? It was just about his upbringing and like his his journey to Omaha and like how it's shaped who he is and how it shaped who he wants to be. I love that stuff. You know what I mean? I wish people, I wish that's how it was like every day. And it would just be like, you know, then we could just be who we are for 10 minutes to 15 minutes when it's like, exactly. all right, we have our media availability. We're going to talk about Creighton for 15 minutes and then we're not going to talk about Creighton anymore. You know what I mean? And like, that's why I think the better question to, oh, what do you do or what do you do for is what makes you tick? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. essentially what we get at and like what yeah. drives you. Like, <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but it's like, hey, why are you the way you are? Right. You know what I mean? Like just having the opportunity to be Isn't able that to so much like, more interesting, like, so much more interesting. Cause yeah. I, and I love talking though. So, you know, I could go off for exactly. hours on that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a better question than what do you do? Hey, why are you the way you are? Yeah. yeah. And everybody's got a little goofiness in them, but right, sure. quick, you pull that goofiness out of them. Like I have, I mean, you know, Dan Young, uh, Jordan, and love Matt, Dan. like I don't have a serious, we have serious conversations, but 85% of our conversations is just like, nothing like yeah but it's fun you know it's like exactly we don't, like, yeah it's it's fun i don't know it's well, you can just waste you can just like waste so much time and then you like and then you and then you then you like you leave you step you go your separate ways right and then you remember you're like i just spent like two hours doing nothing but it was like so enjoyable yep I you know what i mean sure. there was nothing there's nothing i'm gonna take from that there's nothing that's gonna impact anyone right there that was like a throwaway two hours, but it was like really enjoyable. It was really fun. Like I'm gonna remember that. You know what I mean? And everything you don't have to be serious 100 percent of the time. You know? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I know. That's why I like. Sometimes I think the pressers need to be more like that too. You know? Where it's just like, <laughs> don't take every quote seriously. You know what I mean? Some people. I swear, the most frustrating thing is like when when someone's just having a good time and like they drop a lighthearted comment and like people parse yeah. through it. And it's like, that's not really that deep. It doesn't really need to, there's not really any, like nothing between the lines there. It was just like a fun off, like just, they yep. just felt like letting loose right there. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, before that pregame meal, we disappointed that there was Alfredo sauce instead of marinara sauce. Like that would just like, if someone got yeah. in that after yeah. a big game, they just like won. They hit a game winner or something, and someone asked them mm-hmm. that question about the pregame meal. Like, it'd be like, what? And then you'd get a chuckle, and people would just, and then you go Seriously. wherever from there, but just like random stuff. And I think the basketball, <laughs> I, I think the funny. basketball part, yeah, the basketball part of it is like, I think we could all, for the most part, we know why something happened. You know what I mean? We could, it's not, yeah, it's not too difficult to figure out yeah. at this point. And the so, and the old, like, hey, we all watch the game. You know, and it's like, oh, yeah, what was going through your head when you were 0 for 11? Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. I mean, yeah, maybe I'll make the next one. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what do you think was going through my head? Yeah. I mean, guy. I may have asked that question a time or two. I'm not going to lie. But if, when you go into pressers, I feel different. Like, you watch like a different... shoot 0 for 11? Yeah, exactly. 
I feel like I'm a different person when I go into pressers. Do you guys feel different too? Like, do you feel like okay? Here's what we're talking about. Here's uh, what. Yeah, here's definitely. how. Here's my tone. Try, here's my attitude. Here's, proper. Yeah. Like, like for if, if you guys if you guys lose and I know it's like something you didn't expect to do, you know where it wasn't a toss up game and you like didn't play well. I'm like, all right, tone needs to be a certain way. You need to ask your questions like, you know, you need to have some compassion and make it not seem like you're attacking dudes and whatnot because you don't want them to get hostile and like be weird. So it's like, yeah, you guys just lost a fucking like Grand Canyon, like, you know what went wrong. You know how disappointing is it? Yada yada yada. But really, like, I'm just like. Really, I'm just like, don't make anybody pissed off right now because I know they're already pissed. Like, don't don't go viral. You know what I mean? Don't make yeah, them cuss at like you. That. Don't make them tell you to shut up or dumb question. Just like stick yeah. to the ABCs. You know, it's like that guy from uh, Baylor that one year when they said they out rebounded him in the tournament. Oh, yeah. He's like, right? Well, yeah, when you when you grab the ball with two hands and you come down, he's like, mm-hmm. that's a rebound. He's like, they got more of those than we did. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, it's so good, it. so good. It is awesome. Yeah, I don't know how we got. We just I think it was Teron Prince. There. Was that Teron Prince? Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. Torian Prince. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Torian. Sure. Okay, Torian Prince. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's hilarious. It that was hilarious. Funny. There's moments like that throughout, like all pressers. Though sometimes I'm like, I look around, I'm like Jesus, you just really asked that? Like, damn, you know? <laughs> See, I'm too good. This is why it's good. This is why it's good. I only had like two real post-game pressers in my career because I would have just been too goofy, man. Like, I can't be serious in those things. And, I know, I was a and, then, it looks, and then when people see that, they're like, well, why is he... They've lost oh, like he four games in a row. He doesn't like, take the game seriously. No, I, no. Right? He was at the facility for eight hours before the game went down, and he didn't That's want to I'm talk saying. about basketball anymore. That's, That's what, what I'm happened. Saying. And then That's he had what... a 30-minute debrief of the game with the coach and the full team, and... <laughs> Yeah, now he doesn't want to talk about the game anymore. That's what like, I'm saying. It's I would have been like my man do it for another two hours in film. Yeah, that's what I mean. You guys have to lock in for everything you everything basketball related that you do. You have to lock in for it because if you, it, let's say you've lost like four in a row, and someone comes up to you and you're like, "Yo, how you doing?" and you just like don't you you're like not thinking about it, so you're just like chilling, having fun. They'll leave and be like, "Oh man, this team's screwed. They don't. He's not even. He doesn't even care." You know what I mean? I hear that all the time. Nah. If you, it, it's yeah. like one random thing. Like we'll be we'll be in a scrum, and like if we talk about the Chiefs or like someone asked Mac about the Steelers because he likes the Steelers, they're like, "Why is he talking about football right now?" I'm like, "I don't know," because there's 24 hours in the damn day, and like, yeah. you know what no. I mean? Like, sometimes no, you just don't you talk about other shit. The <laughs> like, good ones, are the big... good ones that I would always get or not get, but I'd hear guys get. <laughs> And I'd be like, because I'd mess with it was because when Toby and I were road roommates, I would always mess with him because he'd always get the questions like they'd be like, yeah, like, you know, you guys traveling out to Butler or whatever, like um, hostile environment, like, like, what what are you guys going to do to prepare? Yeah, and like Toby, get Toby always give you the the whatever whatever. I'm like, bro, you didn't tell him about the milkshakes. We gonna order milkshakes from McDonald's tonight. We gonna get right, and then we gonna beat them tomorrow because of these milkshakes. Why didn't you tell him about? Like, I would have been too goofy, man. Like. There's too many hours in the day. I know, dude. It's like that though. I and I just like that's what I wish. I wish there. Was, I wish it was normal, but it's not because you have to. It's like we're all playing roles, you know, like in a yeah. movie or something. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like when you're in uniform. All right, you're a basketball player right now. When I have a recorder, okay, I'm a journalist right now. Like we have to, you know, we know the script. Like just follow the script. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And then like that's why I love this pod because it doesn't have to be scripted. Like, yeah, it's like it's, about I guess the best the best analogy is I'd say it's like yeah, it's like when you're when you're boxing and you're just hitting the gloves. That's when yeah. we're in uniform. That's when you're in uniform. You got mm-hmm. the boxing hitting the gloves. But when we're on this pod like this, then it's a we're sparring. This is real fight. We just it's, making it up as we go, man. We are making it just, up as it's we all go. improvising. Yep, it's all improvising. Um, yeah. Uh, I, hold on, hold on. Before before you move on, I I'd add a little side note to that too. Um, like the the thing about hoops and like sports as a whole, and like why people just get demor I mean demolished on Twitter and social media and all that. It's like the 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 biggest difference between it like like Jordan was talking about like oh you're not locked in you know like whatever uh it, everything's on camera you know like everything's caught it's like think of like if you're I bring this up to my girl sometimes I'm like uh I'm like think she's gonna be a surgeon I'm like think if there was a camera in there while you were doing surgery and you just mm. like messed up and like Twitter is live streaming this and just annihilating this guy because you cut the wrong tendon or something. You know, like, just some... And, and I butcher it. I don't know surgeons. I don't know the... No, that's such terminology. a good analogy. But, like, think if you're at... Think if you're a sales... You know, you're in sales, and yep. and it's just live TV, and you just botch this sale, and this guy just annihilates you over the phone. And Twitter's just going crazy. You know, it's like... In sports, everything... You're under a microscope. They see everything. Even if you don't see it. Even if you don't think they see it, they see it. And like you could lip something like right under under your breath, and some camera somewhere caught it, and they're like, "Oh, this dude, whatever, this and this," and it's like you're literally under a microscope, and you're also trying emotions run high. You know, you do things a little out of characteristic, um, just because it's it's a high emotion game. But yeah. yeah, just think about going going around for work nine hours a day with a camera on you, like that's essentially what that is, and it's yeah. it's it's just. I don't know. I, I I brought it up in the last couple of weeks and I thought it was kind of interesting because I was like, think if you were a surgeon and you're just under a microscope and you had a camera mm-hmm. watching you. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Or just like, or, you, or, or uh, she's about to go into surgery and like her family's just like, the family of the patient is like, I just got to see with their mindset real quick. And like, and she just got done laughing at a joke. And it's like, why is she laughing like 20 minutes before like life altering? This is not good. This is bad. We need to like, we need to get in the right mind like that's what it would be like because it's crazy you know what yep. i mean it's crazy i remember yep. those times like in your career where it's like oh mitch and ty can't start anymore they need to come off the bench they're just they're just killing us i'm like <laughs> you know i don't know what like you think the alternative to that is but like it's you know what i mean exactly <laughs> like if you think you're getting killed now like holy crap man like you you need to like just take a step back and like just let that 40 minutes be that 40 minutes and forget about it, you know? Uh, Tomorrow's a yeah. different day, you know? No, it's just it's crazy like... sometimes. Be- because you brought this Go up, ahead, though, Jordan. like, because you said, like, we, when we were talking about coaching earlier, and now it's just – I, your perspective is just so refreshing. And it's just, like, why you need to be a coach, though, too, is because, like, exactly what you're saying about cameras all the time, and it's why I like even coaching these, like, just clinics and camps for younger kids right now is because of exactly what you're saying is they want like these kids want cameras around all the time. And I feel like you and I were very much like, nah, man, like sometimes you got to grind in the dark in the, the, you know, the fruits of your labor will come to fruition during the game. Like everything you got to just grind in the dark. But like, I see these kids now, man, where they want the cameras at every workout. And I'm just like, yo, it's not about that. Like it's, you don't need, you don't need a camera to show everyone you're working yeah. all the time. And so that is the little nuances that I think 
again, just to go back to the point we made way earlier um, of just why you'd be such a great coach and great mentor, because you were very much just you knew what was real. Like you knew all that, that some of that recording your workouts and posting this smoke and mirror stuff, man. It's just to boost your ego. <laughs> Come on, man. All the, yeah. So that's why I'm like, yeah, man, you got it. We, we got to get back out here and help these kids before we have a generation of just everyone who thinks they're him. Everyone wants a hoop mixtape. Yeah, I helped with that a little bit by only cutting cutting the misses out of the highlight reel, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so bad. I only show the makes. Everybody's like, "Damn, he's on fire!" Yeah, man. I remember I used to send I, Coach Mac. I should I should release a super. I should find a super cut of Mitch like just missing like what you ever miss Matt, like Matt six out of Bailey ten. Matt, like everyone's an f bomb. He threw the ball at the wall. I should throw. I should put that on Twitter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Matt, Matt literally, Bailey and I were just talking about this. Um. I literally, so I try to make a, so everybody makes highlight tapes, you know? And I yeah. I started to make a low light tape. I was having really? I mean, dumb turnovers. <laughs> I was falling over, just like random <laughs> stuff. But I didn't finish it because I, I'm yeah. not very good with the, like making those cutting and uh, I'm not very good with those programs on, on computers. But yeah. I, I was working on it and I, I gave up on it, but I want to get back to it and release a low light tape. Low and light? Just, oh, Matt, it was hilarious. We were dying making it. I have I so like, many. Everybody's always doing their highlights. Let's just let's just make like me like turning it over, air balls, like just yeah. random stuff. I have so many like uh, clips of you guys, you know, shooting in in the gym and whatnot. And some of them are just like garbage because you'll like be cold, you know. So you can't post that because that's rude. Like, you know, here's Mitch. No, post going, it all. I don't care. Yeah. Here's Mitch like going ten for thirty. I remember the day Jordan. Like, remember we had the yips that day. Oh my Dude, god! Why does this always that? get brought up on this podcast? Why what do we saying? always do this? <laughs> it was the Golly. only time we've seen a hey, Those videos hits. need to come back, Jordan. That's what I'm saying. We need when to put I, those when out. I airball, when I airballed the free throw, all right. Look, oh, man. and you look, just like, could, we you can, like couldn't get like, like, forgot how to play basketball for like 15 minutes. We can definitely find that on. Uh, oh yeah, huddle. Yeah, yeah. What it would have been 1920. Yep. That's yep, definitely on there. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to hit up Casey. Oh. I'm gonna hit up Casey. The whole gym was worried. They're like, "Is he sick?" Like, <laughs> okay. First of all, let me preface that was before Australia, and I was like, "Oh, I'm actually gonna play when we yeah. go out there." So mm -hmm. I was just a little nervous, man. All right, I had okay. a bad day. Yeah, no, that's really what it was. No, for sure, it wasn't like, uh, yeah, it wasn't physical. My man Jordan, we finished practice. My man Jordan was on the other court on the gun oh for like an hour and a half. <laughs> So long, oh my god, he was so. I, I swear, that was the longest he ever stood after practice because he he's always come, he has to come in. early all the time. I had he to, had to come early, his, his extra time was before practice. I had to shoot so that like, one I, out of my yeah. system. He, oh my god, he had to like get right. So it was, I the whole gym uh, was like, awesome. What's is he okay? Like, people were really concerned after like the fifth one. They're like, okay, so was I. On. So, so was I. <laughs> all right, Can you imagine if it ended all there today and you never get. Jordan's like, yeah, I lived it. I lived it, Matt. I, I lived I it. Know. I lived it. That was the worst. But that, practice. but one time, well, I it, this is why I brought it up. <laughs> there was a reason I wasn't trying to trash you. Um, so one time, Mitch, uh, Pilas hit me up. Uh, he's like, hey, do you have that? Do you have that? Uh, clip of Mitch in practice that one day, and I'm thinking like, I have like thousands of clips of Mitch in practice like do you want one where he's bricking the world and like cussing at himself and like thinks he's the worst shooter ever or do you want one where he's like you know Can't where the miss. gym is on where the gym is in flames like which one do you want and he's like that one where he was like he hit like 30 in a row or something and I was like again we didn't narrow it down 
any further. Like you got to be very specific. <laughs> like that happened quite a bit. There was times when he hit 30 in a row and missed 20 out of 30. Like, I, you know, so like, yeah, he's just like that one where he was like, where he set the, what was the, I forgot what the workout's called. It was like um, 37. I think I know what you're talking about. It was like, I got my, I think my score was like 37 and you, you have to make two at five spots and then you shoot yeah, at two at five and spots and then you get the top of the key and you shoot for two minutes. Right. Like, yeah, I think it was uh, either like 37 or 39 or something I made. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but there was, was one where like you were so hot and like the gym stopped. Like everybody was like, holy shit. Yep. You I think I mean? it was Who, that one. I yeah. remember that one. Cause it was, we would do it on every basket and I was just like, all right, well I'm at 10. Yeah. So I'm going to just be done now. <laughs> said, all right. Well, I'm done. I'm not throwing the towel on this one. I'm not, I'm shooting on one end. I got like I ten in. Mitch's got like thirty, and everyone's like watching. I'm like, all right, just you, you know what, Dan, you don't even have to rebound anymore. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, but he, I brought I brought it up because you were bringing up the low lights, and I'm like, yeah, I could have, I could I could make Jordan look like Steph or look like fucking Chuck Hayes at the free line. That's what I'm saying. The game oh, is all Hayes. about. The game is all about the game is yeah. all about how good your editor is. It's not about yeah, how good exactly. you actually are anymore. Right. It's who's making your mixtapes. That's yeah. how good that's, you are. You probably miss as many shots media. as you've hit in your life, but like the only people remember only ones that you make. You know what I mean? That's like yeah. But then again, but then again, this is why again, this is what I'm saying. This is what helped like I think our relationship, Matt, because for me it was like those days where I felt like, you know, I'm killing on Scout. Like I got mm. I'm getting buckets. I'm Max Drews, I'm Miles Powell, right? Like at the end of the day, that shit doesn't matter. Like, it, I mean, it matters, but like, yeah. no one cares. And so, like, getting the opportunity, like, after practices, to be like, man, like, I really killed it. Like, I did all the moves. I really think he does. Like, in podcasts with you, being like, yeah, I think I did a really good job at this scout. I think we're really prepared here. That was my opportunity to be able to say it because I'm like, yeah, no, some and some I was bad, you know, some some yeah. Sakar Anum scouts. I'm like, yeah, this ain't my <laughs> game. So I don't know how well I can prepare y'all, but like. Just well, even Sakai and did him bad that one night. So like I bet they were like, Skur, come on, man. He did he did way too good. Hey man, he had his career high against us. He did. He did. I remember that. It was like um, it was like what all uh, floaters. All floaters. Twenty three yeah, like those little twelve footers and stuff. Nasty. Uh, <laughs> just put back some floaters. Just twenty. That's what, like points. when I guard when I guard Aaron Thompson, just sit there. Yeah, Aaron Thompson. Another great, another great example. Another great example. Toby, Toby was Aaron Thompson's defender for his most of his career too. Toby, that's, Toby, that's crazy. Yeah, Toby like, was who's, who's Aaron Thompson's I, guy. Toby. Serious question, and I, and I like Aaron. Aaron and I, I'd say we're not friends, but we're, we're friends. And I mean, how do you not if you're getting guarded by a five man as a point guard in the Big East? How do you not spend nine months every day? For Oof. nine hours, just shooting the okay. ball. It was, it was. That's the question I ask all the time. Okay, I was, I, I was like, I, like, if I knew, if I knew, I was like a D one hooper at like the Big East level, right? Oh and gosh. I knew that teams were gonna guard me with their freaking immobile big. I'd be like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, deceptively quick. No, this was like this was like ankles couldn't. This, yeah, this was like cortisone shots kidding. before the yeah. game, Toby. Yeah, this was like couldn't. Hope, this was like couldn't get up the piss, to Toby. Like, you know, he. Yeah, we've talked. Oh, about he does. It. He's like, he does. Yeah, Don't he worry. Does. This was like this was like could not. This walk is this is to- this is the Toby walking to the shower at the end of the game. Yeah, Toby. <laughs> this yeah, is this full, isn't Wisconsin. Beer dumped on his head, Toby. This is like Toby that like yeah, not that Toby. Nebraska Toby. No, no, different Toby. It wasn't uh, t-shirt. Toby. I would, yeah. If I was like at that level, and I was like, yeah, this is the dude. That, this is the people they're guarding me with. I'm like, I would, I would try to end their career. I would make sure of it. Like, 
and I'm saying mm. something every time. Even if yes. I pull up and I miss one, I'm shooting the next 10. I'm and walking I'm to the coach. I'm saying, get crazy. this bum off I'm me. Talking Stop disrespect. I, I would be talking to the coach, too. Like, get this bum I'm off me. I'm probably going to the coach for sure. Like, yeah. Yo, you better call yeah. me. Uh, no disrespectful mother yeah like he might even like i might get thrown out of the game for sure for like disrespectful comments like verbal abuse verbal abuse like two t's straight up right away like the yeah like, the comment on, was so out of here. it was so out of pocket you're getting two straight over with man That's i'm crazy. making coach call a timeout and scrap his whole game plan so, yeah, like, hey, you gotta, like, you. What was the, what was the Chris Matt quote? Oh my god! Oh, when, catch when, and shoot. When, yeah, catch and shoot, catch and shoot, catch and shoot. That's all. <laughs> when Mitchell, oh, yeah, you were yeah, a freshman, because you had a good game against Xavier. That like first one you played him at Xavier. Chris Mack was going crazy. He was like, "We got Mitch Ballack running around here, a 30 percent three point shooter." Was he like, was pretty, too. Was like, Mitch was slumping good. hard going to that game, and like, and I think you had like sixteen or something as a freshman. And Mac was going, Chris Mac was going off in that timeout huddle. Like the, when did he in the huddle for Fox or whatever? He yeah, said, Mitch yeah, Ballot, yeah. this little freshman shooting 30% from three, catch and shoot, catch and shoot, catch and shoot. Be there. What the hell? Let this guy go off on you. It was so funny. It was like, so funny. It was yeah. funny because it was like, man, that's just the most disrespectful 15 seconds I've ever seen in my life. You know, like Mitch is like a, four-star recruit whatever like top 150 like damn man give him some yeah some, clearly, like no he was just Chris, destroying Chris his Mack team because you running, were destroying yeah. he wasn't running his own scouts clearly that was the assistant coach he was job. mad he was real mad he's like how is this mitch ballot get killing i was like oh wow well, damn I'm like oh you haven't watched a game like ow crazy i was shooting like 17 percent for a while there yeah it was just, it was just, you were in a slump and then like you it broke out happens. of it there and then he was, I was mad. probably like two i was probably like two for 30 yeah it happens man Part of the game. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It happens. People would people would be shocked. They're like, "This dude can't shoot." I'm like, "Well, here's ten more minutes." There's the, you know, I mean, there's that. (laughs) I appreciate you got my back. Yeah, always for sure. Um, let's talk some sports. You guys, you watch the NBA Finals, Mitch? A little, a little bit, like one game. No, yeah, you you were you were bored of it too. You didn't like the Denver Miami. Do you think like you know how the basketball is copycat? I'm curious about this. I mean, like when Steph started bombing, everyone started bombing, you know. And like when MJ mm-hmm. started shooting like fadeaway mid range, everyone started shooting fadeaway mid range, you know. Or like when AI was like getting saucy and crossing dudes, everybody started getting saucy and crossing dudes, you know. And when mixed when AI stuff, carried the ball every time he dribbled, then everybody started carrying the ball every time they dribbled. Wow, wow, hater. No, I'm just saying um, it's not. Mitch is a basketball definitely- purist. He is He wants like right hand, left hand crossover. Wants some, you know, like <laughs> just a bunch of Bob Cousies out here. Dribble to your, dribble to your waist, and bring it back down. <laughs> um, do you do you think there's like a possibility that, like, how do you with with Jokic, like with with five men who can handle it and affect the game that way? Do you think it's possible that we're going to get a copycat out of that eventually? I mean, well, the Celtics thought that Kristaps Porzingis is the next. Like, they did, Jokic, didn't they? <laughs> even though, even though he's been in the league longer, and they were just like, "Ah, oh, no, we need one of those to win it." I guess so. They just were like, "Yep, <laughs> I was. Let's just go get. Let's up. go get big stops." So he's no, a I definitely perimeter guy. Oh, dude, like I'm just. Does... Is that next? I'm just curious. Is that ne- like? Do you guys oh, think yeah. it's possible for it to be next for a five for five men to be like, you know, essentially your your at your point of attack ball handler type of guy. 
You know, oh, I think the big man's definitely coming back for sure. I don't know if it'll. I I think Joke is just, just too much of a unicorn to say yeah. that for sure yet. Um, because the way that dude just sees the floor and can operate and just handle it, it is it's insane. But mm-hmm. so I don't know if I could see anyone else. I I definitely agree that they're the, the league's copycat league. Teams are gonna try. They're gonna tell everyone the recruiting pitch for every team. Or, oh, you're gonna be our Jokic. It's definitely gonna be it. But I don't think. I'm curious to see if anybody will ever be as effective as that man because that dude plays the game in a way I've never seen it played, and it's actually beautiful to watch. For sure. Yeah, you... and the and the five-man has also changed. Like, like yeah, the five-man coming back, but it's a it's like a it's – a, it's a revised five-man. Yeah. Like, Jokic, a shooter, dribbling, passing, like like Jordan was talking about, and but he's also got the footwork and the finishing and the back-to-the-basket stuff. And then he's mm-hmm. also got the fadeaway and the – he he's got all of it, um, like the back to the basket big man before the Steph Curry, you know, evolution. It, it was a different kind of big man. So you still need a guy that can shoot. You need a guy that's mobile. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. And if he can't pass, then it the people just sit in the pen, you know, it's or they get up in him and he turns the ball over. But like Jokic, like Jordan said, he's he's too unique. Where it's gonna be hard to emulate right away because I mean, there's just not a lot of guys like. Well, there's nobody like that. I know. That's not talk about, about. Don't tell Brad Stevens that. Don't tell Brad. <laughs> hey, Jordan. That's the thing that's crazy? weird, too. Go ahead. What's up, it? No, go ahead, Matt. Well, that's the thing that's weird to me is because, like, I, I know that people are going to try to copycat that because that's just the way the league has always been. Once, once one guy ascends to the best and he wins, you know what I mean? Because he's been the best for three or four years, but now he's won and he dominated doing it. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god, how do we find one of those? Like, how do we make, how do we play like that?" You know? Yeah. But so I think you can. I think there's some things with Jokic's game that you can probably train in like five men coming up now. You know, like or bigs, if you will. I don't want to say five yeah. men, but like bigs. Um, but there's also parts of his game that are like just so unique that I think he's just like maybe one of a kind, and maybe that's it. You know? Because like he, he's definitely one of it. Yeah, like cerebral, that. like that stuff is like hard to. You know what I mean? The way he thinks about the game, the way he sees the game, the way he reacts to the game is not normal either. Yep. But, I'm, but I'm curious about that because I'm like, dude, if, if you could have like 10 of these dudes playing basketball like that with all the space that you have on the floor now because of how much the game is stretched out to the three-point line and beyond, like imagine how fun basketball would be if, if like multiple people could do that, you know, instead of one. That's what I'm curious about because like everyone my- tries to emulate it. My favorite Jokic quote, just because I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts since they won and everything, just because, like, obviously he doesn't give much, so just hearing stories about him are just awesome to me. And my favorite is, I guess it was one of his early years when he before the MVPs, one of the, like, I guess just guys from Denver asked him, like, he had, like, a game where he had, like, 11 turnovers in the first half. And they were like, yeah, man, like, why, like, what, what was with the turnovers in the first half? And he was like, so simply – at the beginning of the games, I like to take riskier passes just to see if defense will steal them. And I'm just like, yeah, this dude's logic is just perfect. Like, it's just common it sense. He's like, yeah, no, I'm going to try to throw hard passes. The defense stops them. I'm going to figure it out. And now he figured out how to effectively get a triple-double every game. So I'd say that his method really worked out. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, unicorn. His process is is foolproof. Unicorn. And I think, my favorite, I think my favorite part of it, too, he just – He's one of those guys that doesn't really care, you know, just yeah, shows up. Basketball is not the most important thing in his life. 
No, and he just, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of funny, you know, like this dude's got a bunch of eggs and a bunch of different baskets and he just wants dude. to go home and he plays and- candy crush at halftime. And then goes and drops like, 50. Like, what? Like, dude, like the dude is a legend. Like, legend. legend. One of my buddies last year was Serbian. Um, and just all over Jokic. I mean, he's next coming, you know, and then he finally won. So I kind of I kind of wanted him to lose this year just so he would shut up. But no, he was right. He was definitely you're right. like you're like hating the proximity hating doing that, like where you're or your friends are gassing up somebody too much, and you're like, I don't want to, I just want to lose real quick. Like, yeah, so. and I wanted the Warriors, and then once they lost, I was like, gosh, dang it. Yeah. Then it was either you had to root for the Lakers, then you can't. Well, did you root for the Lakers still? Is there still a party? I don't. I don't. Once, yeah, once Kobe died, it just kind of, I don't know, man. I just got off the Laker train. Uh, the Braun, I'm not, I'm not a huge Braun guy. I respect his game. Yeah. But what it's just a different Lakers, you know. It's just it's not the same. It is something it's about the Lakers. I, I didn't mind if the Lakers. Something about them like totally revamping their team midseason made me a hater because I wish the Bulls would do that and they never do. They never they they just stay who they are every single year and they're like we'll be fine. Like no, you won't. Um. So that part of me made me hate the Lakers and I'm glad Denver swept them because of that. So I'm like. I couldn't stand to see a team like improve that much via like front office moves to the, win a championship. That would that would that would have made me too sad because the Bulls never do that. They're just like, this is who our guys are. This is we're good enough. Then we trade away picks and forfeit our future for the ten seed. I'm not bitter though. Man, we wasted two hours just talking about this. I love it. Exactly. Wasted. What I was you gotta. You gotta Not stop wasted. saying wasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on, time. Just... Listen, my phrase is time well wasted. It's it's wasted. It's like time wasted, spent, whatever. But it's well wasted. That's what that's what it is. It's my phrase. I love it. It's a Brad Paisley anytime song, by the, the way. Pod, anytime I get to talk to you guys, it's a good day. Exactly. Yeah. So we talked about. Yeah, we got we got everybody caught up on Mitch. Right? They know what he's up to now. We hardly talked. We talked about hoops a little bit. But he's married. It's his birthday. Everybody wish Mitch a happy birthday on Twitter. You're late, but it was yesterday. But you know, because he's big that's on Twitter, he'll re- he'll respond to everything. Welcome to the other him. side of your twenties, brother. Welcome to the yeah, other that's side. That's right. Twenty five. Yeah, this is this is when I started feeling different. Just FYI, and Jordan said it too, right? Are you twenty five? So yet? bad. You're Dude, twenty. I get, I get hung over yeah. now. It's crazy. I hate it. Twenty five is different, Mitch. Trust I like me. I like take aspirin hey, in the morning. I'm different. No. I'm built different. I gotta take aspirin in the morning when my head hurts, calm my heart rate down a little bit. It, like yeah. seriously. I remember I went to it was like twenty two to like twenty five was like you know, that was like the biggest partying phase of my life. And there was like a lot of weddings. I went to a wedding when I was twenty six, did the same stuff, same thing, nothing out of the ordinary, same kind of like <laughs> Played at the same level, you know what I mean? Did all the same stuff. And I woke up the next day like I thought it was over. I thought I was going to die. I was like, how is this happening? How how am I 26 and it feels over? Everything hurt. It lasted for like three days. And it was like, it's over. It's the, that's that's This is what 
the other side of your prime feels like. It's like that's the that's the pain now. It's, All right, not chill. Male physical prime is 27 to 28, so I'm still banking is on it. Really? That. Are you, you think so, huh? Okay. Well, I mean, that's when these guys get their deals, man. Like every NBA player makes his most money from 28 to 32. So I'm just that must be the prime because so how do we feel about Max Struess 463? He got you know, he got more. This might not total. I mean, Doug is in a no income tax state, so he probably is banking more. But like, Max Drew's got a bigger contract than Doug did. Dylan Brooks got a bigger contract than Prime LeBron in Miami. He did. They're throwing some know. money. I don't know I'm, where this. Yeah, these TV. Are you guys just, Wait, what? Are you guys, what did Dylan Brooks sign? Dylan Brooks uh, signed. Eighty-one. Eighty-one. Right. Is that I thought it was four-year, one-zero-two. Was it 102? Damn. Might be. Yeah, it's probably 81. 102 sounds crazy. 102 sounds definitely crazy. But you're yeah, right. let's let's, let's just chalk it. Let's crazy. chalk it up to 80. Either way, LeBron yeah. in his prime years in Miami only made 23. It was only making like 20, 23 yeah. million outside of endorsement. Yeah, outside of endorsement. His so basketball just salary just only. for his basketball. Yeah, yeah. Dylan Brooks just exceeded that, which is insane to me. You know, the only thing I can, can't figure out about, oh. about Max Struess with, like, some of you guys is, like, he's 6'6". Six, six. Like, is it just because you're not – You think – You know what I mean? You think How much I, I don't think Max is that big. That's what he's listed at and every, everywhere – everything I can find. You think if I, send him a, if I send him an invoice, he'll send me some cash or not? Probably not. You beat, <laughs> him, you, beat you You disrespected him too much in college. Hey, I, didn't, I didn't disrespect him, though. I, I was actually <laughs> really good in those scouts. Uh, Basketball – that basketball reference has him at six five two fifteen. What are you, Mitch? It's about that, not two fifteen, but six five. So you just need to get the two fifteen then. No, I don't feel good at two fifteen. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. I remember. You feel you good at sixty three million dollars for four years? <laughs> I'll be feeling real good. At okay, then <laughs> get in the weight room. Right. I, remember, I, I remember, nah, nah, Matt. Dude, I remember you dropped on eleven threes on this dude's head, and he's making four, he's making sixty-three million over four years now. How is that? I can't figure it out. I remember you made eleven on threes on him. Eleven. Not it. You were eleven. When did 12. I put on weight, Jordan? Bro, your freshman year when you came in and we were in the Dan Bailey program. Oh my you god! Came in, I guess- and that summer, I I'll never forget. You were just like. Bro, I'm like too big. Like I'm not even a hooper no more. I'm big. <laughs> no, Jordan, I was lifting. My lifting partner was Marcus Foster. Like, how does that make sense? I'll never forget that. You were like, yo, I'm not. Even, I need to be able to. I need to do more cardio. Getting <laughs> too big. You were like, I'm not even a hooper. I can't even like run like that anymore. My arms. Are- I'm over here doing. I'm over here doing sets of 225 on bench, and I haven't changed since. Buddy was hand cleaning. Like, why? What is the purpose? <laughs> the purpose of it. How long before they figured out one of your legs was uh, longer than the other two? Weren't that wasn't that uh, a thing for yeah, a minute? Taylor like, Joseph. One of your legs was Taylor longer Joseph. than the other, right? So it was what hurt yep, to run. Taylor Joseph was the first person. Yeah. To figure we it were, out for we you. We were walking to get some food. Yeah, we were walking to get some food and he's like, Miss, why are you like are you hurt? Like why are you limping? <laughs> and I was like, What? I'm not limping. And then Sure enough, he was right. We measured my legs, and they're like an inch and a half longer than the right one. So, the inch and a half. Wow. That's yeah, a crazy. little under an inch and a half. It's like in between a quarter, inch and a quarter, and an inch and a half. And so, like when I get suits, not good. I was a while. I was surprised you didn't trip when you ran, like inch and a half. I did. That's why <laughs> I was going to put them on my low line. <laughs> Sometimes I just fall over. Just fall. 
just like start I a just, dead sprint to the corner and just like face and then, like, and then try and play it off look at the ref like come on you trip me <laughs> that's crazy every every time so for jake's wedding i went and got my pants tailored or suited or fitted whatever yeah um and, and the tailor i said hey make sure you do it my left side not my right side because you know how they do the right and they mark your they mark it on the back of your calf or whatever yeah. I said, "Hey, can you do the left one as well? Because my left one, because I I didn't do it before. My left pant leg is shorter; it's higher. So That's now I'm crazy. like, well, that That's too funny. so I need to make it a little longer. Yeah, a little tidbit. It helps you get it helps you get those threes off. Yeah, I guess you didn't because you you were on balance quicker because you could shoot. Oh, you could shoot off balance. That's why you had the fade." Yeah, he, but, that's the point. He was never on balance. I know so he could hit. He, that's why shooter. he could drift and hit. That's why he could drift and be still be on point. Like he could he's, drift. He's better drifting. Actually, I want to get that yeah. stat. How many how how many shots you hit drifting? I did that for I did that for Nemhard this year because I, I always felt like he hit off balance threes more than he hit like on balance threes. Mm-hmm. I think it was crazy. Because I, I even like 30, figured out, I think he like, shot like thirty eight percent drifting, like where his body is just like doing something. Not shooting's right. weird like that though too. Because I even found like when I shoot, like if I'm in the right corner, if I shoot and land on one leg, I I like it's just a better balance angle. Really, I, I don't like just, not not shoot off one leg, but land just like land on like lean and land on the right leg. Yeah, just like yeah, I think that Hollywood like it's not like the JJ Reddick's. Uh, Shooter, like yeah, his no. like ninety degree arms and everything like that. Yeah, no, no, it would, no. it would make none of that. Cool. None of get that Duke shit out of here. <laughs> hey, but what I would say about Max though, and and those guys, like the professional game and like the Miami Heat is, it's a very like systematic deal. Like they get their yeah. guys, they know what they're looking for, and their development's like really good. But <laughs> it's seriously opportunity. Like you were talking about Doug. Like, if Doug would have had the opportunity that Max Drew stayed with the Miami Heat coming out of college, like, the dude would be making $100 million. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But, but instead, you know, he was at the Bulls. They didn't really use him as well. And then he's traded. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really use him very well in uh, Oklahoma City, I don't think. I mean, like, yeah. until he got to Indiana, Indiana, like, kind of started to have those quick pin downs or pin aways. He'd come off transition shots, like secondary transition shots, pin down shots. And that's, like, where his game started to, like, he started to get paid because he was more involved. Like his opportunity was way better and he, he took advantage of it. But like Max and like Duncan Robinson and those guys, like the Miami heat is literally the perfect destination for guys like that. And they were fortunate. And then they obviously thrived in the situation, I think, but good for him. Good on him. Well, well Cleveland's the one paying him 63 million. So we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's go ahead. No, my bad. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know. It's just interesting because that's that's the other thing that comes up a lot is like when you guys are trying to figure out if you want to go pro or not. People are always like, if it doesn't work out, people say you made a mistake, and I just don't think it's easy to. I don't think it's an easy decision because like you it's you're tough. not that. I don't think you're that far away, even though you're, you know, you might never make it. It's crazy because yep. like I don't the I don't think the selection process of like who gets the opportunity and who doesn't is all. I don't think there's like a big difference no no i no, can't no. i can't think there's a huge difference i've watched you guys play against each other you know what i mean yep and what, what so, i would say too is there are a lot of people in the league that shouldn't be and there are a lot of people that aren't in the league that should be 
Correct. It's kind of a Agreed. it's kind of how everything falls. Everybody's different. Like opportunities are different, situations different, and then experiences mm-hmm. are different. And the people like like Sam Hauser, like perfect situation with the, the Boston Celtics. Like yep. yeah. a great system for him. The main team is like one of the most well run organizations in all the G League, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and I could be wrong, but from my perspective, I think so. And like you get into that situation, like a Matt Ryan, you know, he got his two, yep. he has two over the Lakers. Like he played with those guys, and like they played that system that's that's beneficial to that. Um, and then you just got to make the shots. At the end of the day, you got to make the shots. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> so I think people, I, I think people think that uh, when you go into that process, like you have to make like every every single organization has to be has to fall in love with the player and it's like that's not it you just got to convince one like it's just one that's yep. all it is there could be 29 other teams that don't want you that don't think you're going to be a player that don't think you're good like that's kind of how Miami has done it honestly they've taken a bunch of guys who like nobody wanted even Miami probably didn't want the first time around and then they just like uh, well, we can figure out a way how to plug them into the right spots and make it work. You know, that's kind of what the NBA is. It's really weird, right? It's like you, if you're an NBA player just because you're on an NBA team, it's not necessarily like there's probably like only a handful of players. Uh, it's probably a bigger number than a handful, but like ones that could have a job on every single roster that every organization would want. You know what I mean? So it's kind of crazy. That's- like when you make it, when players make it, it's it's almost like hitting a lottery because like you're convincing maybe three people out of all the basketball evaluators in the world that think you're an NBA player, you know, and then you make a job yeah. out of it. And that's what, that's what Doug, that's what Doug told me. He came back maybe my freshman summer or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was back at the gym one time and he said, there's probably, he's like, there's probably 15 to 20 guys in the NBA that can do whatever they want essentially on the court. Yeah. And then he's like, everybody else from what, 20 to 350, however many guys in the league, everybody else has to specialize in something. Either you're a defensive specialist, a rim runner, a shot blocker, a, you know, a three-point shooter, something. You have to specialize. If you don't, if you're average or good at a lot of things and not great at any one thing, you don't stick. No. And yeah. it's, it's, it's like that's just how the game works. There's 20 guys they'll give the ball to and give the salaries to and say, hey, go get the go get a bucket when you need. But outside of that, it's all – it's all specialty guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't have anything. I said that. Yeah, I don't have anything else on my mind. That's all I got. I got nothing on my mind. We, we love a good Mitch Pod. Love a good love love a good scurry in the scrub pod. This is what I, we do. I was just about to say that. I love a good scurry in the scrub pod. <laughs> Let's go. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed it. We talked about a lot of things. Went on a lot of tangents. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they just hit the skip button on. No, this 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 would be a great podcast to drink to. You get your Fourth of July exactly. drinks. Get yes. your Fourth of July <laughs> drinks going. Throw this on in the background. Have a couple laughs. See what's up with Mr. Yeah. Life. This is a great one. This is a perfect Fourth of July pod. Wow, um, how big of an idiot I am. You and me both, brother. You and me both. <laughs> All, yeah. Times three. Hey, at least you out here ringed up. I'm out here, Oklahoma City, searching my, for my first championship. All right. <laughs> Hey, I need my, I'm trying to get my first ring in franchise you, history. Hold on a minute. You grew up in Boston in the 2000s. Shut up. Like, 
You won more than anybody should win. In I'm talking about the other kind of ring. He's talking, the about, the, he's talking about the one that actually matters. Oh, my what God. The one that actually matters. What? Marriage ring. Oh, the marriage ring? Uh, that's... You didn't get the analogy? No, I it? missed that. Man, yeah. missed that. Man my friend, all over the So place. Mitch's franchise, just Mitch is like the Denver Nuggets. I'm out here. I never sniffed the championship yet. <laughs> I thought you meant real championship. See, we got into sports mode, and I, I went to I went to autopilot. See what happened there. Uh, see how see how easy it is. Like that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Just going don't to care about it. See, you don't care. See, you all you care about is sports. You don't care about my love life. You don't. Well, that's. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, you see, guys. now you're calling me out on the pod, and you're gonna make me like you're gonna make me like put out text messages now to prove me prove me right like that I actually <laughs> that's care. True. That's true. And you're gonna be like, dude, why'd you put? He that cares. Out? All right, all right. Oh, just so we, he cares. He cares. I'm just giving him giving him. Yeah, shit. you know that's what I'm saying. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, guys. It was good chopping it up with you. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Obviously, Scurry and the Scrub Pod's back, so we'll be finding more of these podcasts in your feeds as we go along through the summer. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, we'll be back when we're back. Have a good 4th of July, everybody. <laughs>